because they judge your class. They judge if they want to do it by what the kids are doing. Yep. That's how the parents see it. They don't, you can't see kids flipping and going. Why we're not getting any results from these adult ads. All we did, we kept the same copy, went to the same landing page, everything. We took pictures of adults in uniforms, removed them. And the we Relentless CEO Podcast. First podcast in the studio. Jotty Tension in the house. Round of applause. That's when the round of applause has come down here. Standing ovation. Yes. So we, we were talking yesterday that you were my first guest back when we did the, the Level Up Lounge. And the funny thing was, I was in my car outside a coffee shop recording the conversation on my phone. Yes. No microphone or nothing. <laughs> and we fast forward now and it's... It's crazy, right? Is it how, the irony of it, the whole 360... Now we're here in this beautiful building and we got the whole space shuttle futuristic look. And we still got to get on the same. <laughs> and, and we're still going to piss off some people. Oh, in the all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a change. That's a change. It's only fitting though. Congratulations on Thank the new brother. podcast. Thank you for having me. If you guys didn't know, Jody is our newest mastermind coach as well. We, we, we brought him on a year too late, but we brought him on finally. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. And, uh, I think one of the cool things that you and I got to experience, well, cool and I'll say um, insightful is right when you jumped on was perfect timing because we asked about 60 school owners to send in class footage. And my, I'm going to give my perspective before I saw the videos, okay? Okay, okay. So we focused a lot on business systems, marketing systems, all of that in the mastermind. And I was like, you know what? I was like, Martial arts school owners, we don't need to help them teach in martial arts because they're the martial artists. It's like that's their yes, thing. Like yes. that's that's what they're good at coming into it. Yes. And then we watched sixty hours of I don't I don't know how many hours, like all the footage of classes from different styles all over the country. Yes. I even had uh some non clients send me footage as well for comparison. And then you watched a lot of it. Yes. I watched, I think, all of it. Yes. I had parents at our school watch it to get feedback from them. Yes. I was like a focus group yes. style. Yes. And then I had the coaches at our school watch it as well. Yes. Um, let's talk about what did we learn from watching 60 plus hours of martial art class footage? Uh, there's an absolute disconnect. Um, well, we, le <laughs> we learned a lot. We did. Um Wow, man. We could stop. There's so many places. Okay. I think the general theme is we can do so much better as yes, an industry. Yes, absolutely. A absolutely. Um, I, was, I was trying to look at it from a competitive standpoint as far as me as an instructor looking at how other instructors teach it. Teach it. Then I was looking at it as a customer. If, if my niece, my daughter, somebody moved and they was going to another place, would I send my children would I recommend, knowing what I know, yep. would I recommend them, would I recommend anyone I know to these schools? And I could honestly say it wasn't too many schools I would recommend. I would say, all right, and I, to be honest with you. I would say out of, if, if we watched, I, I think there was 85 hours was the total because we had multiple classes sent by some clients. After watching 85 classes, I would say there were, and it, let me preface this. We don't. We are not trying to make anyone feel bad. We're not trying yeah, to cut yeah, anyone. Yeah, like yes. this needs to be talked about because it's an issue in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. And 
I think people are afraid Absolutely. to talk about Absolutely. it. But I would say there's probably two classes I watched where I was like, I could want to take that class or I could see my yes, child yes, in that yes. class. But that's how to 85. So we had 83. And, and here's the thing, just so you guys don't think it's just us shitting on this. Like uh, I had parents uh, at our school Same watch man. as like a second period, uh, just a second perspective point of view. Right. And all we did at the end, we didn't give them any preconceived notion of like, Hey, this would be good. This would be bad. Anything. I said, I just want you to watch. And from a parent perspective, I'm going to ask you for three good things and three bad things or, or three, three things you didn't like from each, each class. And there was many classes they watched where coming up with the good things was tough struggle, for them. Right? Finding the good was yes. a struggle. Or, uh, and you know, let's, why don't we just jump into like some of the, the biggest themes we saw in those class videos that we watched. Well, the one thing that I saw was uh, definitely too many symbols, not enough substance. Uh, and ex explain what that is for everyone. Cause I've heard you talk about it before, but yes. some people might be like, I don't know what that means. So, so I, my thing is I'm always about uh, substance over symbols. And I think that the martial art industry has gotten away from substance, quality technique, quality instruction. Uh, and what we do is we replace it with symbols as the loophole. So we'll say discipline, focus, perseverance, confidence. And we'll say all these things and we'll dangle that carrot to cover up a terrible class. Right, was to cover up a class where each kid is getting three reps in, and then they on to the to the next drill. And or, that was a definitive oh, theme. Oh. Um, lack of reps. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and quality reps. Absolutely. So with, I, with no instruction. Yeah. All right. Let's stick with the reps for a second. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 We'll yes. jump into. Um, so I think one of the downfall, a uh, couple of downfalls, is. Number one, instructors not paying attention to actually how much the kids are doing. Yes. Like there, there'd be someone running the class. I'm not going to say coaching because they weren't coaching. They were running the class and it'd be, say it's a seven minute drill and they got these kids in lines and there, I, I sort of one video specifically, I, I was like, I'm going to watch this kid and see how many times he gets, gets yes, to the yeah, front yeah, and, yes, and yes, does yes. the combo or whatever on the, on the heavy bag. And in seven minutes he did six reps. And then from there, that was the only time that combo was focused on for the entire class. Mm. So it's not like he got six reps and they switched to a different drill to that work leads, that combo a yeah, different yes, way yes, yes. or anything like that. And I'm like, there's no way any kid's getting quality or, or progressing on six reps. Yes. Like think about in basketball, how many free throws you have to shoot Absolutely. to be like an 80% free throw shooter. Yes. And then we're wondering why our green belts can't, Tell the difference between a side kick and a round kick. Yes. Because they're getting six reps a class. A absolutely. Absolutely. And then and then the justification is 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 the symbols again. It was it was discipline. It was focus. It was perseverance. It was we we keep using listen, I, as I said before, I think that those things have to be implemented in the class, but they have to become substance and not just semantics that mm. you're playing. To cover you putting lipstick on the pig. That's Buzz what words. you're doing. Right? Yes, that. exactly. It is, it is, it is lipstick on the pig. And you and you would like my daughter's in my school, right? She's in my class. I have to be proud of the product that I'm trying to produce mm. when I put my daughter in my class. And it doesn't mean she's in my class. It means there are other instructors who are running the systems 
that will produce the quality that I would like. I put my daughter in that class because I trust what I'm doing. It's not like I'm hands-on with my daughter and I train with her at home. I don't. I, we don't do karate at home. I'm daddy at home. I'm not sensei. So she comes to the class. So my daughter is my first testimony of the belief that I have in my own system, my own school. And from what I saw, I would not recommend my niece, cousins, or friends to many of the schools that I saw. Matter of fact, I probably would look for a BJJ school way before I look for a karate school, and I'm a karate guy. And we talked about sort of my revelation mm-hmm. for that. Uh, just so all of you guys know, we were, uh, so the school I took over was a junior taekwondo school. Then we changed it more to like sport karate forms, like XMA hyper type yeah, stuff. Yes, yes. And uh, there was one class where I was sitting with my wife, my, my seven-year-old was in class and he's doing like chop punch combo or something from one of the forms. And I just remember watching it and I turned to my wife and I go, I'd rather have him do jujitsu than do this. And I'm saying this in my own martial arts school, watching my own classes. And this was about a year ago now. And I was just like, well, why? My first thought was, why am I saying that? Because our kids for a, a martial arts school that did forums, I would say they were good quality yeah. martial arts. So it wasn't even like they were, they looked sloppy or anything like that. It was just, I'm like, why am I saying this? And if I'm saying it, how many other parents are thinking the same thing as they watch their kids? Yes. And for me personally, it was like, what benefit is this going to have for him when he's 18 years old or 20 years old? Like yes. if, if he's got to protect his girlfriend, if he's got to protect his family or himself, how is this getting him there? Yes. Or how is this going to help him to be better in other sports? If he wants to do basketball, is there anything that he's taking from this right now that's going to make him better at basketball or football or anything else he wants to do? And for me, and I, and I'm, if you do forms, you can have a great quality form school, Yes, but for me, I, it didn't line up with what I wanted for the future version of my son. And if I'm thinking that, I guarantee there's other parents thinking the same thing. So you, you and I sat down and we're like, let's do this right from scratch. Yes. So, And I think one of the powerful things about that is we threw away every preconceived notion of what martial arts curriculum is has be. been absolutely yeah absolutely and i want to say should be because i think we made it what it should be i, I think but so i think we we threw we got rid of any like traditional thoughts or my instructor taught me this or so the other a different school does it this way yes, or yes we, we got rid of all of that yes. and we just shaved it down at the beginning of like what do we want our black belt to be like yes. what should they look sound feel like what should they act like all of these things. And one of the big themes you and I kept coming back to is capable of violence. Absolutely. It must be capable of violence. And we said, what are our black boats? What do we want our black boats to look like? Meanwhile, how can we make quality white belt, yellow belt, orange yes. belts, green belts to lead up to that? And we act like, let's put it in school terms. You know, I have some, some instructors say to me, well, I was hoping that when my child becomes a black belt, they would magically look a certain way, yeah. right? And I'm like, no, it it starts now. It starts now with the with the uh, with the combos you give them, with the attitude you give them, with the habits you give them, with the attention to detail, the expectations that you hold them to. It starts now. We keep thinking that we can have a room of. Let me. I'm trying to be nicer. I'm thinking that. Do you say whatever the hell? Okay, you we want. think we have a room. Of, we got a room of shitty white belts, shitty yellow belts, shitty green belts, and then for some reason it just supposed to click. 
You 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 would never go into a gymnastics school and see a bunch of kids that couldn't flip, right? Oh. Like like watching a soccer game and every kid's like missing the ball when exactly. they get the ball. You can absolutely do that in a karate school yep. now. You could. I have had kids come to me that are black belts and you would never think they did karate for two months. That's this this only happens in our industry. Even in the worst gymnastics school, a kid get back flipping cartwheel and aerial, but us. We were, and but this is the thing, we will see the worst, like this kids that are just terrible at doing it, and, and then justify it. We will literally go, but it doesn't matter. Little Mikey can now raise his hand and speak with confidence, and little Mikey should be able to raise his hand and speak with confidence while having the ability to be capable of violence. If you remove the violence out of it, we're not talking about bullying. We're talking mm-hmm. about if it if he has to if he or she has to defend themselves. If you remove the violence out of it, if you remove the ability to defend yourself, then just put them in church, daycare, Boy Scouts, yeah, plenty Girl of other Scouts things that will just give them life skills. Exactly. Yeah. But don't blanket it as a martial arts school mm. to be a professional glorified high five center. And just say life skills to justify oh, the, the, the high five factors. Oh man, listen, it's ridiculous. Yep. It's, it's, it's and here's what we're talking about: like praising kids is great when they, when they've earned the praise. Absolutely. If I'm just high fiving because I want kids to feel good, I'm instilling a false identity mm-hmm. in those kids mm-hmm. because now all of a sudden they think they're incorrect punches, incorrect kicks, no foot movement, non realistic yes. martial arts that they're learning. Yes. They actually have confidence that it's going to protect yes. themselves. Yes. So what happens to the situation when they actually have to protect themselves? Well, they're going to go into a confident, and then what happens when this bully that knows no martial arts Absolutely. just whoops the snot out of them? <laughs> Gives them a good one, too. They come back with two black eyes looking like a raccoon. <laughs> we had uh, You and I have talked about this because I, I feel like, I don't know if it's an Arizona thing, but you, you've had it, too, where we get a decent number of transfer students from other, other yes. schools. Yes, And we had a... Uh, a girl that was a red belt in a different school that that came in and we do usually like a little evaluation in the first yes, class yes and afterwards we had her stay after and we're like all right let, let's just see some of the the kicks and stuff and the basics because you can tell pretty much everything from the yes, basics absolutely the side kick the round kick and the front kick look like the same kick all three times and none of them were a correct iteration of either mm. any three mm. of those kicks all the time and the the dad was like watching the class and then afterwards, he saw me watching the daughter. And uh, when they had first come in, they were like, yeah, we just want her to be able to keep going from where she left off as, as her red belt. And it, and our, our rule is we don't let anyone start past the first year of training. I, I, same rule here. So, like, that's, that's like you can start an intermediate, but that's, like, the the, the highest will that you yes, transfer yes. over at. This girl, I wouldn't have even felt comfortable when her intermediate. Like, I was, like, starting over from scratch. So, it's like, I'm thinking, like, I got to go tell the dad that – Hey, she's not even at sort of like our, our yes, gold belt yes, level yes. like to, to be there. And uh, after he watched class, I went up to him to go tell him. And he goes, hey, he's like, this is what I've been looking for her. Real punches, real See? kicks that she's going to defend herself. See? And he goes... We're okay having her start at white belt. That's that's a beautiful and thing. Like he could instantly see the, the difference, difference in what she had been learning. And he's like, We spent three years at that other place and we have I feel like we have nothing to show for it after yes. watching one class yes. here. Yes. And that to me tells me that our industry just needs to do Absolutely. better. Absolutely. And and I think part of it is an ego thing, right? Like my style's the best. Um yeah, I, yeah, yeah. no one wants to admit they got an ugly baby. Yeah, yes. But when you look at your floor from uh, 
a not you owning the school perspective. And you just, I'm like, Hey, if I'm a parent and I think about what parents want for their kids, moms and dads, what is their perspective on this? And would I join my own school? Yes. Would I join my own? And this is the thing. A lot of us get a, when, when you said that young lady came to your school and the father could see the comparison. Many of us cater to mothers who don't know, who are not educated enough to go, this is a good school, this is a bad school. So many of you or many of us are getting away with the ignorance of a parent who, I always tell them, this is my favorite parent, a parent who shopped around. I love the parent who shopped around because they have a standard. And <laughs> yes, and they could see immediately. I had a, I had a, a, a lady who brought her, her son who was a black belt. And I said, same, let's go to evaluation class. So at this time, I said, at his age, and he was very young too, I said, well, let's try to begin the class and see how he does. So I put him in the beginning of the class. It was the white and yellow belts. If she didn't tell me he was a black belt, I would have, he looked at, he blended in so good with them. And I, and I, I came back to her and I said to her, uh, ma'am, um, I think this would be a good fit for him to start here. And I, I want to apologize that somebody stole your money. This is exactly what I told her. Mm. I said, I want to apologize to you because he's not at that level. But this this is this is the industry that we deal with. Matter of fact, I was doing a private lesson with a, uh, a young man from another school. He's seven years old. He was a black belt. Okay, whatever. I'm not getting even there. I was like, okay, whatever, right? <laughs> whatever, cool. Whatever. Like I'm opted out of this conversation. Right? So I'm just like, all right, you know, he was here for a private lesson. He wanted to work on some tournament stuff. And then he said, Mr. Jotty, I'll be going for my second degree black belt. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, yo, who? He said, your second degree black belt. I'm like, how old are you again? He had nine months in the womb. Come I'm on, training, man. Bro. Come <laughs> on, bro. That's just, this is when we start getting ridiculous, right? I agree. This is, this is when you start, again, giving symbols over substance. This is a kid who believes dinosaurs talk, who believes that somebody's in his chimney, who believes that when he loses a tooth or she loses a tooth, somebody's going to climb in the window and give them money. This is a kid who's a second degree black belt. That mindset. It's absolutely crazy, man, what we're doing with the industry. Absolutely crazy. And you don't see nobody so, else do that but us. Do you think the main problem is that people just have lowered their standards over time? Or you think it's just lack of standards in general? Both. Yeah, because I think, and I, I feel like I've, I've seen this happen at my own schools in the past, mm -hmm. where you'll have standards and then coaches or even yourself will start to bring the standards down to the students instead of making the students actually get uncomfortable yes. and yes. learning through the, yes. the process of going through pain, going through a bit of suffering, and then getting to success. Like, we don't want to make our students feel uncomfortable. We, we want, like, this bright land of sunshines, sunshine and rainbows and elves and fairies. And it's just like, well... If you don't ever give the kids challenges they have to overcome, mm -hmm. the victories are never earned. Absolutely. And it's pretty much participation medals you're a handing out absolutely. at that point. But that kid goes through life then with a sense of entitlement because they just think, hey, I'm, I'm, I showed up. Where's my high five? Absolutely. Where's my trophy? Where's, where's my belt? Absolutely. Instead of, no, I had to go through hell. Like, I had to go through hell to get that. Or, like, Coach, you don't see just, what Sensei Jotty does or Coach Adam does that. They push us. We do like you were talking about your students doing a hundred burpees, like what two every eight seconds or. There's a certain days when we'll just yeah. go, we'll just say, 
two burpees every eight seconds, right? So somebody's looking at 100 burpees. This is not an everyday class, but these are days when I say, listen, guys, today we're going to challenge ourselves. Two burpees every eight seconds, and I'll put anywhere between 25 to 50 sets of eight-second yep. intervals. And I, and I say it's going to hurt us for a little bit. I'll do it with them too, right? And I'm like, let's go. There are days when I set that standard that I want to see for them to get pushed a little bit. Again, that that's, I, I think it goes back to we all want to make a living. Yes. I want to be very clear about that, right? There was a time where I was hardcore, you know, and I had 50 of the best students. It was all monsters, and I was broke. I have no money. I couldn't do nothing. I remember a friend saying to me, hey, let's go to Miami. And I was like, give me two months. I have all the money, right? Meanwhile, I'm winning all these tournaments, and it, it just is crazy. I shouldn't, I, I, I shouldn't even have been in that position. So I absolutely understand somebody trying to make money and make a living. I get it. Make a lot of it. I don't have a – what we as we talked about before, a McDojo to me is not a successful business. A McDojo to me is when you have more – symbols, then you have substance. Yep. When you have more of this ding and this look, 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 you dangling the carrot and the student does not look like what they should look like. That's to me a McDojo. I agree. hundred percent. Right? So it just, you know, it's funny speaking of McDojo. So I was in a meeting with some investors like not too long ago mm -hmm. that knew nothing about the industry. Like I mentioned martial arts to them and they, they look like they just ate like, uh, yeah, like rotten eggs or something. Yes, yes, like, yes. What, why martial arts? <laughs> and then we started explaining like the life skill portion, all that stuff. And one of the questions was, um, cause we were talking about curriculum yes, and simplifying it. Yes. And I go, we have the curriculum to a point where literally you can take someone that has zero martial arts experience and you can train them up pretty fast to be an instructor because mm -hmm. it's not memorization based. Yes, like it's, yes. it's skill based. Yeah, yes. And we, we have Gabe who you met at our school, yes. who's the head coach that good instructor. Two years ago, came to our school with zero martial arts experience. Oh, really? Zero. Well, he had he had like a white belt in jujitsu. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. So okay. nothing, nothing much, right? Yes. But like, we we were laughing at him when he was trying round kicks the first time. We we're like, oh, uh, bro, dude. Uh, but he he's turned into a great coach, great martial artist. Yes, he's good and too. It was because we weren't like overwhelming him with just like forms, 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 all this curriculum, all this stuff. Because we had, we had even our taekwondo program at the time was simplified compared to most taekwondo yes. programs, but it allowed us an opportunity to not have to wait for kids to turn eighteen years old for for them to be able to run a class absolutely or or be a main instructor. Absolutely. And these investors, I'm telling this to, like, well, what what about the rest of the industry? Aren't they going to like? like just talk mad crap about you because like these people are teaching before their black belts. Gabe was teaching all the classes except black belt class when he was a, a brown belt. Yes. Like he was teaching everything and parents love him. We have super low attrition mm -hmm. as well. Like mm -hmm. he, he's Absolutely. doing everything he's supposed to in his role. Not once did a parent come up and be like, Hey, he's not a black belt. Yeah. He's not uh, a fifth Don. Like not one because the experience and the training was there. So these guys, I'm telling them this and I go, honestly, like I almost take trash talk from other people in this industry as a compliment at this point, because they haven't opened their mind, opened their mind enough to see what's going on outside the industry to actually see like where innovation is happening. Absolutely. And us bringing that in. And I, I told them about the McDojo term. I go, yeah, this is a term. They'll probably call us McDojo's all the, all the time because we're going to be successful. Yes. We're going to be making money. And they go, they make f fun of you for making money in the martial arts industry. And I was like, I was like, yeah, it's like they use this term McDojo. And they all start laughing. And like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever Absolutely. heard. And there's this, I, I think 
I, I don't know. There's yeah, there's a stigma in our industry that's like you either have to be unsuccessful with good students, yes, or yes, successful yes, with horrible yes, students. Yes. Why can't you have both? Why can't you have a great meal and make money at your yes. restaurant? You know, you know, you know the, the, because the two spectrums have different requirements. To make a, a really good student, I don't have to be business savvy. True. Right? But to have a successful business, I have to be business savvy. To have a successful business, you don't have to be IQ savvy. You could just come in there and put certain systems in place and go, this is what it is, right? So, but together, right, you can make a, a, a beautiful living and you can walk in your school and be proud of what you see, right? And that's a big deal for me. Like, I want to walk in my school and I want to go, that was sharp. I see where we going yep. with this, right? Your, your punches look good. Your kicks look good. Your movement, you understand fakes, concepts, principle of time, space, distance. I don't want to see... You know, we're talking about making sixty, eighty, ninety thousand dollars a month in martial art business, and you can't get a room of ten year olds to even throw a straight punch. And 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 this is this is what we're dealing with, man. This is really what we're dealing with. And we make our curriculum based on entertainment instead mm. of substance. We write our curriculum with the mindset of I don't want them to get bored, instead of the mindset of I want them to get better. So I think at some point in the evolution of martial arts, the de-evolution of martial arts, fun meant that you have to play games. Fun meant that you had to play games. You can never challenge them. You don't raise your voice. You have, ever to, you have to have toys in your school. You, like, you I, need at least like 30 dodgeballs in your school. Exactly. You got to give a whole bunch of high fives. You, you, you have to cater and put yourself in the position of... Uh, you, imagine this, right? Imagine as a grown person running your school to the mercy of the emotions of a nine-year-old. So I had a, I had, this was recently, I had a parent saying that her daughter, we all get that conversation, they don't want to do it, right? Yep. So we, so, and she said, you know, I, I, you know, she doesn't want to do it, but I want her to do it. And I said to her, I said, well, let's have a meeting, right? So she, she comes, just me and her. And, you know, I asked her what's her concerns, but she's like, I think the program is great, but you know, my daughter, and I said, you know, can you give me the benefits of quitting? Give me the benefits of quitting. And I was like, where, where do, what do you want for your daughter? And I was like, your daughter's going to have her valleys and her peaks. We had this conversation when you first yep. signed up. You're going to have your valleys and your peaks. I was there too. It's your job to be the GPS as her parent. Now, I said, but she said, well, I'm going to put it in here and I'm going to, and, and since I need you to push her. And I said to her, you want me to push her? And we're gonna have the and we're gonna have these conversations as though her quitting is a democracy. Mm. And you want me to push her. I said, how hard can I push if if I give too many burpees, that nine-year-old doesn't want to be here. If I ask that nine-year-old to give me some jumping jacks, she doesn't want to be. If I ask that nine-year-old, we're gonna spar today and it may be a little rougher. Now I'm not talking about abuse, I'm just talking about the emotions yes, that she may go yes. to. If her membership is based on that, her feelings, I will absolutely not go hard. I said, you can't even ask me to do that. Now, if me and you are committed, this is me and her talking, against her bullshit, she's going to grow because me and you are on the same page to make her grow. Now, I'm, I'm a push if yeah. I got your commitment, but I'm not pushing. So I think what happens with school owners, they have taken, some of them have taken the stance of, if we push too hard, it's going to make quit. them, right? Yep. But that's also your fault as a school owner for not making the culture 
of making your symbols into substance mm. when you have those days of today's is, is a week of mental toughness. Today is the week of perseverance. And parents, we're going to push on these week where you you can pre-frame them of what's to be yes. expected. And, and, and then minimize the curriculum so the children can be successful earlier. And then you'll see yep. the product. And what's fun? Fun is when you're good. Fun is when yes. you're right, right? And That's think, fun. Think about every other sport, right? Uh, we're always worried about losing students to other sports. Basketball practice is not fun. Running, running suicides on Absolutely. the court is not fun. Absolutely. What's fun is when you score 15 points yes. or 30 points yes. in the game. Yes. And the, the only way that happens is spending time practicing Absolutely. and getting better. Absolutely. Soccer, I played soccer when I was a kid. I hated all that running, dude. <laughs> Up and down My the practices yep. were horrible. But when you get the ball in the net, it becomes fun. Absolutely. When your team wins, Absolutely. it becomes fun. So the fun comes from the progression yes, and yes, the improvement yes. and self-realization that, hey, all of the practices that I hate doing are leading somewhere. Yes, absolutely. When when that when you call out, let me get the jab, cross, pull, and, and they do, and you go, that's beautiful, Mikey. Yeah. I love that, Vanessa. That was awesome. You see that face, right? And this is why I want you to throw it up. This, and, then, and then the parents buy into. Yes. They, they can see clearly, especially when they have the comparison of what goes on in other schools. Yep. Especially when they have that. I, I think one idea to float out there for everyone is what does a martial art, what, what is a martial artist supposed to look like at the end of the day? Mm -hmm. Like physique. Mm -hmm. like if we think about every other sport, you see kids have physical transformations Absolutely. as a result of that sport. I have, I have a friend Absolutely. of mine whose son started playing football uh, freshman year. Eighth grade, this kid is—he was chubby. Like he was a chubby yeah, kid. Yeah, I was yeah, a chubby yeah, kid yeah, when yeah, I was younger yeah, yeah, yeah. too, right? But as soon as this kid started doing football, within like six months, this kid looked like a football player. His body changed. Yes. yes, you could tell he was stronger. His face thinned out a little bit. It was like when I, when I was eighth grade, I was a chubby eighth grader. I joined gymnastics over the summer between eighth grade and freshman year. Freshman year started, I looked like a gymnast. Like there was a physical transportation that took place. Look at swimmers. How many martial arts schools do we go into and we see black belts that are in the same physical shape or worse than they were when they first started? You're a troublemaker. Yes. Causing trouble. But that's, that's a valid thing, right? And I even thought, I thought that about my own students where I was like, man, I got people that were here with the previous owners and they were like white belts. And they looked just as skinny as they started. They look, or just as overweight as, as they were when they started. And we aren't doing something right Talk if that's it. the outcome. And for us, the realization was the kids are showing up. They're learning. They're not sweating. They're not being challenged. It's the they're, semantics. They're, they're not building up the mental toughness to push through and overcome because we weren't actually giving them hard enough challenges to make them have to overcome anything. Yes. Yes. And, 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 it, and it goes back to, you know, so uh, recently, again, I have, I have a gentleman that he's a red belt. He's just an adult. And I've, he's he's been like he'll start stop start stop. So I had three of them, it's three of them like this. They've been with me for let's say eight years. So I put all three of them. These are all adults. I put all three of them aside. I need a meeting with you guys. So I said, you know, you guys come in here and you love to tell people how long you've been training with me. You'll say, you know, I've been I've been with Sensei eight years. I've been Sensei nine years. I said, there's a fucking insult to me mm. that you've been here eight, eight years and you still a purple belt. I was like, I need you to be committed. In jiu-jitsu. Right? So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I said, this, I need you to be committed. I said, so this is what we're going to do. 
I said, I hate to have this conversation with y'all, but if your goal is not to become a black belt in here, not just, yep. then I need you to leave. Mm. I need you to leave because you're not, you're not showing, you're not setting the right example that I need that. I need you to progress. I how, don't need you. How many school owners would be willing to say that? Man, None. listen, now listen. I they'd, had be so, to. they'd be so worried about them quitting. I had to. But that also goes back to part of the problem is not being willing to have hard conversations absolutely. with students and parents. Ab absolutely. Like, when, Absolutely. When was the last time that you pulled a, a parent aside and be like, hey, I'm worried about Johnny's progress. He's not giving Absol the effort. Absolutely. His focus is all over. Absolutely. Like, I need, we need to partner up better. Well, so so listen, me saying that to them, right, they was all quiet in the room. I said, you know, I'm a, I'm a straight shooter with you guys. I was like, I need you to do better for yourself. You, it makes the school look good when you do it. It makes great. you look good. And you guys are great. You will be great examples. But this is, this is not yep. the example. So... I get a call. I said, so you let me know where we going for. We either need to be on the same page or I will end your, our agreement and, and there's no hard feelings. And I still care about y'all. So two of them called me the same night and go, you know, I needed that fire lit under my butt. I see them all the time. One of them started coming back. He's still there and he started coming to class a lot more. So he says to me, see, this is what I'm talking about, symbols over substance. He says, I've been maintaining at least two classes a week. It's been three months. He says, he says, well, I'll at least get my red belt now. I said, I looked at him. I said, when did you become the dude who counts classes? Mm. Do you think because you did, I said, that's a minimum guideline. That's not written in stone. Yep. Do you think that you could take off six months and now you come back with three months and I'm just supposed to automatically give you your belt? I said, we're not doing that. You want to be that? You want to be that guy in here that I play business with? After all these years, I can play business with you and give you your belt. Or you want to be the guy that has substance and you earned your red belt because you look like a red belt? Or you want to give me? Well, I got a technically twenty four classes. I said, is, which one are we doing? He looked at me. He shook my hand. He said, "You one hundred percent right." Now his belt test is coming up next. He just sent me a message. He said, "I'm I'm on the journey, sensei, and whenever you see it's fit." Now I'm going to give him that now, yeah, yeah. but. You got to be able to have those conversations because we want substance yeah. over symbols. And parents actually want those conversations Absolutely. to happen. Like the, it's funny. Our our staff was sort of worried a little bit when we did the curriculum change. Yes, because they saw the warm ups and like they're gonna die, Adam. You're gonna kill them. I'm like they're not gonna die. I go. Absolutely. We need to preframe them that that hey, this is building up mental toughness. Mm -hmm. This is teaching them how to overcome yes. challenges yes. for the future. Yes. Every parent when. The kids are drenched in sweat after five or ten minutes of warm-ups. They're looking they at look, you. They're yeah, like, thank yeah. you. Like, thank you. Push, yes. Keep pushing them. Yes. Push them harder. Absolutely. And I, I think we forget that that's really what parents want. They want to see their kid go through challenges in a controlled setting so that if they do fail, they fail in a safe setting and it's not out in the real world yes. where some, some bad consequences are going to happen. And how many of us are actually providing like those opportunities for them to fail. Like we just make it so easy for them to succeed yes, all, the time, all the time, all the time. Right. Um, but like, when was the last time I'll just say this, go watch your classes and, and how often are they sweating? See, we didn't see that really at, at all in the, in, in the videos. Yeah, it, it was non-existent. Yes, it, did, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't happen. And yep. as you said, what the, what the reality is that those parents who come to your school expected that and you show them 
it was different. Yes. You showed them that all he has to do is do this and he'll pass. They thought it was going to be harder. Mm. Right? And the crazy thing is this. The mothers want the discipline. Um, the mothers want the structure and the discipline. Generally. And the fathers want to feel yes. like their child can defend something. Right? Because I've or at always... the very least, their child's an athlete. Yes. yes. Right? So when you start seeing it, you start seeing the fathers get out their phone Yep. And start looking at the class, and then what? This is what's happening in my school in particular. They say, "Man, what's the dope class look like?" Because they judge your mm -hmm. class. They judge if they want to do it by what the kids are doing. Yep, that's how the parents see it. They don't. You can't see kids flipping and going, "Yeah, yeah, spin, chop, chop." If that's what you do, and then think those grown alpha males. Mm -hmm. This is my. As you talk about fitness, in my opinion, all I gotta say is Nas Ether. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> Uh, 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 an instructor should look like this, especially from a, a mother's perspective and the father's too. The mother should go, I want my son to grow up to be a man like you. If she's a single mother, and I'm not talking about relationship, she should say, I would love for my son to have a father figure like you. The father should feel like at least equal that they respect you enough and feel like if you had to, you probably could F them up. They shouldn't feel like in your clock a beat instructor. I'm not saying an intimidate, but your presence, the way you talk, the way you carry yourself. Yeah. Those fathers should be able to look at the head instructor and go, I see why my kid is here. I, I, yep. I, I follow. And those mothers should look at you and go, I want my son to have a, a, a male figure like that. That's how it's supposed to happen. Yeah. But unfortunately, as you said, I'm, other, than, other than sickness, and, and there is no excuse why... As an industry, we should not be in better shape as the leaders, right? Ooh, I, I, I bought a fitted suit. The, I was in Utah. I flew to Utah to get a custom-made, beautiful suit. About six I love Utah. Be about six of them, my boy, right? So you can't do that if you got two students. So anyway, so, so I get a custom, and a guy says- You got to meet my guy out here, bro. Oh, well, I got to check your guy out. He says, I'm going to make a little room in case you gain 15 pounds. I said, no, sir. This is me holding me accountable. Yep. You make my suit- well, I cannot gain 15 pounds. They too much money, and I'm going to make myself yep. accountable. This is the this is the image I want a parent to see when they walk in my school and say, who's your head instructor? And I walk out and go, how you doing? I'm saying, say, Jody. I want that mother to go, and I want that father, because we size each other up as men, uh -huh. to go, all right. That's what I want. But if you sweating cake mix, <laughs> right? If you sweating cake mix, <laughs> if you have diet water, diet water, that father's looking at you like, yeah, all right. This is just something that my kid's going to do as a hobby. You got, you got to be, you got to be, you <laughs> got to sell. Yeah, listen, if you sweat, you have to be what you're selling to those parents. Yep. But, you know. But what if you have like 18 excuses of why you're sweating cake Oh, uh, man, listen, man. That's just, you know, I, I, I know that I want to, listen, my, if you're going to give favorite, a hard class, you got to be able to take a hard class. My favorite is, Adam, I have knee problems. That's why. I was like, you don't have upper body? Can you set up some absolutely. problems? Like, absolutely. Like, what, what, what's the excuses and limiting belief that's going to happen? Absolutely. It, it was funny. Uh, we were watching those class footages, and I was giving one of the people that sent it feedback. And I was like, hey, I was like, I didn't see a single kid sweat once in that class. And I was like, oh, well, I'll send you one of our sparring classes. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. They should only sweat when they spar in Absolutely. Like, that's the only time? Absolutely. I was like, what about the rest of the class? Don't even talk. We, even, we never touch about sparring. But the, the sparring is easy. It's yeah. the work that gets you ready for the sparring. That's that's the hard part. Yep. 
That's crazy. The the other like difference that I'll share is uh, when we did sparring before, we we had sparring curriculum. And we had like we did point sparring yeah, yeah. combos, mm-hmm. but we are, we're also doing forms and self defense and basics, and it was just curriculum heavy, right? My students never looked forward to sparring. Really, mm-hmm. like it was just like we do yeah, sparring yes, weeks, yes, the, yes. the last six weeks of the season, and they would, they would just do it. Now though, you can tell because the confidence that they're gaining from the basics, they are chomping at the bit to test it. Yes, yes. Well, hold or, on, disclaimer. Work and. Yeah. I got a disclaimer. I went to his school yesterday. He had a sparring class on. He had a sparring class on Monday. Monday was a sparring yeah. class. I didn't know that it was a sparring class because me. I, I just asked him, hey, "Hey, Adam, can I teach the classes?" He was like, "You want to teach your classes?" I'm like, "Yeah." Those kids were coming in. We sparring today. Yeah. We sparring today. We and I was like, "Well, guys, I'm teaching the class, so today we not sparring because I want to share some stuff with you." They was like, "Oh man!" But they was absolutely looking for it. Yes. And then, and another thing. And I said this, and I'm saying this to you. I said this in pri- to you privately, and I'm saying it to you now. I'm really proud of you because you have a beautiful school. It's a successful school. And when I watched these kids on the floor, from the five-year-olds to the seven-year-olds, and, I was, and me and you were talking, I said, I'm going to teach them something. that they Well, not teach them something, but I'm going to put things in a different order than they yep. used to. And they was just, <clears throat> all right, sir. They didn't complain. They didn't uh-huh. whine. They didn't ask me for a water break. They didn't do any of that. Bro, they just when, did the when work, I first bro. first came to that school, they asked every five minutes for I know. A water break. They didn't ask me like, one water break. I was like, is this that Arizona thing? Come on, it's hot out man. Here. Listen. Like, <laughs> listen. Listen. And, and, and we act like we training them. So listen, because somebody's thinking this. When Adam speaks about pushing them for five, ten minutes, we're not sitting here talking about 500 burpees, 5,000 push-ups. We're talking about active running, jumping, burpees, some sit-ups, some push We're not talking about just something crazy. Mm. But we're just talking about whatever level they're at. We give it to them at a five-year-old level. We push them at yeah. a five-year-old level. It doesn't even have to be like necessarily exercise. Yes, yes, reps. Like yes. When was the last t- time your kids did like 500 kicks in a class? Yes, or something yes, like that? Like yes, we, yes. We will challenge them. Yes. We'll do like, and this is uh, inter- intermediate level is when we start to do the like hundreds, what we call yes, the hundreds yes, challenge. Yes. But it's like, hey guys, 100 round kicks as fast as you can go or a 60 seconds round kicks fast as you can and yes. they're getting the reps and they're conditioning at the same time yes they're getting sweaty at the same time and there's schools that i've seen they'll have an entire three-month season where the kids don't get 500 reps on a round absolutely kick. it's like absolutely. i i i know when my kid goes to a class he's probably throwing a few hundred punches every class throwing a few hundred kicks every class and I see my kids getting stronger. It looked good. Home Alone looked sharp yesterday and swaggy. (laughs) So, but the crazy thing is, how can you throw? How can you throw a hundred kicks when we got seventeen cotters, eighteen self defense techniques, shoulder roll, back roll, uh, grappling combo number one, kickboxing combo number two, and a thirty to forty five minute class that's two times a week. How can we get all of that? And then say, well, I had to do all of that as a church. How can we get all that in when you just drowning me in curriculum? So I'm going to give a solution. to Because I don't want people to think that we're just shitting on forms either. Oh, like, absolutely, yes. I grew, I, I grew up forms competitor. Like, forms was my thing. I was I was a forms and, guy and I hated in fighting. my underbelt stage. I used to do forms yeah. all day. Curriculum heavy forms. So, like, I was all in forms. Like, I would get a forms tattoo. Um, but I don't even know what I was talking about originally. I'm going to try and... You, 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 you was talking about we not essing on forms. I'm, I'm being right, eight hours of sleep is important. We're not guys. shitting yeah, on yeah. forms. Yeah, we shit forms. Okay, so how do we how do we solve it when we have curriculum overload, but we we need to teach forms because maybe your organization requires yes, it, which yes, uh, we'll, yeah, we can well, get into that later. Well. Um, 
but how do you teach forms so it's it's not overwhelming curriculum? Well, my question for you guys is, what rule said that you have to teach the whole form as part of one belt? Like, yes. why can't you break down the first section and just have that as an entire season and Absolutely. what they test on? And then the next season, you can teach the next section if you want or whatever. But I guarantee if you break down your forms like that, you will see an instant boost in the quality of what your students are doing. But Adam, it's going to get really repetitive and it's going to get boring. I see. There you Re go with that. Repetitions are only boring when they're not coached. They're not quality. There's no progression attached. No creativity. To the repetitions. No creativity mm. or you're just doing to fill time. Absolutely. It's a filler. Yes. It's a filler. That's when reps get boring. When there's progress, when there's constantly getting coached up Passion. as you're throwing Passion. reps. Like I, I trained Muay Thai and you got to meet Rick really, yesterday. We trained yeah, Muay Thai yeah. yesterday. Yes, sir. There was one private lesson I did with him where we worked rear leg, round kicks, leg kicks for the entire hour. It never got boring. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. we worked on the heavy bag, and then we worked on doing distancing for round kicks. Then we worked on where he'd walk around and have it on his leg, and as soon as he stopped, I'd have to throw the round kick, adjust my angle. hundred ways stuff. of doing the same thing. Exactly, and it never got boring throughout the entire process. Like You sent me a class plan when, I, when we were first talking about curriculum. I yes. was like, and the whole class plan was jabs for an hour, pretty much. Yes, and... and, and I, I showed it to Gabe and Rudy, and I was like, hey, I was like, his class plan, they just sort of look at it, and they're like looking at me. I was like, you guys think it's going to be boring? And they're like, what else are we working on in this class? I was like, we're working on the jabs. So then I, I went in and taught the class with the jab class plan, and no, not a single kid was like, oh, this is boring. Absolutely. None of the parents were like, oh, this is boring. Parents were like, they got freaking good with that jab. Yes. Like, they got All day. so good. All day. Yep. There's so many ways to throw it. Jab. Fast, slow, high, low, low, high, left, right, jab, Off pull, line, line, side yeah. step. So many different ways. But we have become lazy teachers. Mm. We have become lazy teachers. And one of the ways that we have become lazy teachers is because we think that, you know, we don't have to train anymore, which goes back to why I can be sweating cake mix, why I can have diet water. Well, you know, if you, if you train more, you wouldn't have so many stretch marks on your tongue. <laughs> You know, you, 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 you got that fork. You're good at bringing that fork up there, right? But seriously, like, you in the fitness industry. That's, that's kung fu. Would you go to a dentist with rotten teeth? Imagine a dentist and his whole his whole grill is just missing, bro. Like a plastic surgeon. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. You wouldn't do that. Yeah, no, I got you, bro. You're like, ah. Uh, you no. know, so, so, so it, it, it becomes like you have an image to maintain it, and you have responsibility to yeah, maintain. Same thing with personal trainers, too. Like, you ain't going to go to a fitness location and see like a super overweight Absolutely. instructor and be like, Absolutely. oh, this is the spot for yes. me. Like I'm yes. in the right place. Yes. So why would that happen Absolutely. at a martial arts school? Absolutely. And that's why, and so when you get back on the floor and you become a student again, and then you realize as a student how things have to be broken down into small pieces. If you go to any restaurant and you look at a child's menu, you don't get eight pages. You get this one cutout it's a part box of the pan. With four things. Yes, macaroni and cheese, peanut butter and jelly, chicken a nuggets. hot dog and a chicken nut, and some, and maybe a different kind of drink, and that's what it is. Your curriculum has to reflect that. Mm. And, and the thing about it is, it's not that they just learn the jab; they learn the jab twenty ways, across twenty ways, a jab cross twenty ways, a uh, uh, a jab cross so backwards twenty ways. Let's blow all the traditionalist minds, real quick. Yes. First year in the program. What, what what kicks do they learn? I only do one kick. 
And maybe lead, lead leg, lead leg front kick, lead leg front leg. kick. May that's right. You yeah. may get a back leg, but I got a thousand ways. So for the first year of training, they master the front kick. Yes, we're not teaching them round kick yet. We might throw it in as an extra here but, and there, but it's not a requirement. Yeah, it's not. Yes. They don't test on it. Yes. There's no side kicks being yes. thrown yet. None. And you can bet your ass by the end of that first year, those kids front kicks. Absolutely. I would put against any black Absolutely. belt. Anywhere. Absolutely. Hey, well, let me ask you a question. How many um, how many kicks in the first year of boxing do they learn? <laughs> See, this this is the point. Like you you, yeah. got, you got kids all in boxing. They got a jab, a cross, a hook, a uppercut, and an overhand, and they spend their whole life hiding that. What so, a pull. So, but here we are. We got the same jab. We got the same crosses. Pretty much the same punches. With a front kick, a shield, some movement, and you can't hide that to a five-year-old, seven-year-old in your 30-minute class, 45-minute class with exercises included, with a mat chat included, with a high-five included, with coming to attention included. You can't hide that. Shame on you. So when we first moved out here, I took a boxing private lesson. Mm -hmm. I, at the time, I didn't know dick about boxing. <laughs> so I, I'm training with a guy. And the whole hour, we didn't throw a single punch. It was footwork. Yes. Footwork, yes, stances, positioning. Yes. And we get yes. done. I was, like, I was like, thank you, man. That was awesome. And he goes, you know what? He goes, you're the first person that I've ever trained, like, in a private lesson that didn't complain about not punching in the first hour. And I was like, well, I was like, I come from martial arts background, so I understand that, like, yes, yes, yes. that, that yes, footwork is, is so important for this, and I get it. And I go, so I'm not complaining because I know – if I want to be good at boxing, I have to get this down first yes. and then build off of it. Yes. He goes, man, I can't tell you how many people don't appreciate that. Yes. He's like, they come in and they're like, I want to hit something. Yeah, I didn't even learn to punch, man. Yes. And it's like, well, if you're not in the right distance, why does it matter man, if you listen. can punch? Like, if the timing's off, why does it, ma why does it matter? Like, punching only works when your body's positioned in the right place. Absolutely. Or you're at the right angle. And uh, he's like, I literally have to explain that to every single person. But he goes... But it's the same thing with martial arts, right? It's like we were talking about, and you've you've made me so much more aware of this. Of, of it's like, hey, it's not about the full movement. It's not about like that end movement. It's yes. about how do we get them in the best possible place to make this effective, and then how do we just drill the pieces? Yes. Like uh, you, you taught round kick uh, at our school yesterday for one of the classes, yes. and one of the steps of round kick is. Bladed position. Bladed position. So it's literally just turn sideways and get your hands up. Because how many times do we expect our students to just throw, throw a round kick and skip and then up becomes the other like, pieces? Then it becomes like the angle kick yes, or like yes. a hybrid a front kick or yes. like some iteration yes. of that. Yes. When it's like, if we would have just thought, teach them how to stand sideways first from a normal guard to sideways. Yes, the steps. Now all they got to do is angle to the back. It's going to set them fire up for success. Off. Yes. Right? And, 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 and you had kids in that class that hadn't thrown round kicks before. Yes, and, that and it was good. Class. The chamber was nice. And I was and like, that's what I'm talking I'm about. I'm watching these kids. It was the first time I heard anyone like ankle to back for chamber. Yes. As, as I always hear like foot to butt or like yeah, just yeah, raise yeah, your yeah, knee or whatever. Yes. So I, I like that because you saw all these kids like near perfect chambers yes. instantly. Yes. And not having to even think about pointing the toes, which was the other was, thing. Because it was lined up already. With yeah. The and, they're, and they're throwing it first time. Yes. And I'm just like, I'm watching. I was like, Man, I've been teaching this shit wrong for so but you, long. But you, but you know what? Because usually it, it takes like, I would say, a good three weeks. Oh, the way that we used to teach it, man. just just to get them to chamber like you had them chambering, just in that class. Yes. And I was like, 
Either our students have gotten way better or Johnny is just a genius at breaking this I'm down. I'm going to say which, both. I'm yeah, going to take both I'll, of them. I'll say both also. Um, but even like that little thing of like, hey, we're just going to practice. And, and literally you had them drill like forward stands, bladed stands, forward stands. Absolutely. Bladed stands. And they started putting it together. Yep. But Not you, a simple kid was like, oh, this is boring either. Man, and they was all hyped up, high yep. fives. Their parents were speaking to me on the side. And you know, what the, this is the crazy thing. And I appreciate your trust. I, I asked him, can I run a class? And he had intros. In that class. Yeah, we had new students. Like, first and time. intro, son, it was great. And they was in there rocking with yeah, we, I got off the mat and Dream is up front. Dream's our manager. And she's like, we had a good enrollment day today. I was like, I know we did. <laughs> I was oh, like, Johnny was teaching. Feet. We even had a kid that, it wasn't his first day, EJ. It wasn't his first day. It was like his second or third class. Yes. And, and they were one of the few people that didn't enroll on day one. And I, I went up to Dream while you were teaching. I was like, Johnny is selling the shit out of EJ right now. <laughs> and you didn't even know. Like, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't you know. Didn't know, you know but yeah. you were just making that kid feel great. Yes. And you were, you were challenging him and coaching. And I'm looking at EJ's parents. And they're both just, they're like leading in. And, and you would call the kid out on something. Yes. And they're like, like you told that kid to switch his legs probably a hundred times. Yes. Like in the first five minutes yes. of that class. But the parents appreciated the hell out of those corrections happening over and over again. And literally, I, I went up halfway through. I got, I went off the mat. I was like, dream. I was like, we got to follow up with them today. Like, she's always good at following yeah, up. Yes, I was like, yes, yeah. make it a point. And within two seconds, I like look over and EJ's mom is at the front desk and rolling them uh, in classes. But, it, but, it, but hold that thought, right? You didn't notice either, right? So the father comes up to me after the class. Yep. And he says, can I actually, he said, are, are you here all the time? I was like, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good friend of here. This is a good friend of mine. And we get together and we work on our school stuff. And he says, I checked out some other schools. He said, will you, will you be honest? I'm on the side. I just met this guy. Is this a good school? And I see, and that's what I was talking about. The fathers want that. Yes. See, the mothers just want to discipline. The, the fathers in general want to feel like they boy could defend himself. And I said, absolutely. I said, I wouldn't tell you that if I didn't think that. I said, you got a good guy. I said, not only that, he's always trying to improve all the time. I said, this is one of the reasons I'm here. He's always thinking forward-minded all the time. And to see him, EJ, go in there, and it's a crazy thing. You, The class that we did is a class similar to what EJ is going to do anyway. It's yep. not like we have a special class or an no. intro and then trick you into it and then you don't do any yep. of these things it's an anymore. Exact class. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, other thing, the other thing, too, also with the curriculum that I don't think people – keep in mind is what does it take for a child to get good at the stuff you wrote down? See, we write stuff down and we don't consider what does it take to get the jab cross cut? Are we talking about range, rotation, retraction, recovery, pivots, head off the line? And when you realize all those details, you will not overwhelm the no. page. Right, and that's the thing that instructors are forgetting. That I, I think on top of that too, correction is missing. Absolutely, everywhere. Absolutely, like we we have, and you, you referenced it in the adult class last night. Like our instructors have burned in their head reptile correct. Like if we're having a kid do a move and it's not correct, yes, we don't be like, all right, go to the end of the line. It's like, all right, let's fix this. Yes, we have them do it, and then they have to show us that they can do it three times in a row without us having to correct them before we move on mm. to the next thing or the next kid. Yes. Because otherwise it becomes what we saw in a lot of the videos where the kid comes up and they're like, hey, switch feet. And then the kid goes to the end of the line, yeah, comes back, wrong foot forward, yep, switch same feet. Same thing, over and, and over. And like going back to EJ who is in, in the class. Yes, yes. You kept correcting him until he was able to keep the correct foot yes, forward yes, on his own. Yes, And it was like 
15 times. Yes. Right? Like, yes. he just wasn't, it wasn't clicking for him at the yes. moment. But the, the other thing I noticed, and I'm, I'm just using him as an example, his confidence from the beginning of class to the end of yes. the class. Yes. Like, he was quiet at the yes, beginning. Yes, he was. He was. And uh, he was, uh, you could tell he was getting frustrated because he kept yes. having the wrong yes. foot forward. Yes. He was a little, by the end, he was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, was EJ, like, that's what I need to see. Yes. And he kept doing this in the beginning. I said, EJ, I don't do sign language. I said, it's yes, sir, yep. or no, sir. And then, yes, sir. And then I was like, hold your head up, champ. Chest out. This, But see, this, the, the, the symbol has to be the substance. Yes. Hold your head up, confidence. What, what I need you to do right now, EJ, I need you to be confident. I was serious about that. Yep. I wasn't just dangling the camera. Confidence, high five, great job, Johnny. Right? That, 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 <laughs> that, that semantics that we play. I was passionate about, come on, EJ. And then you could see EJ. Mm -mm. I was like, that's what yes. I'm talking about. And we, and we relate the mat chat directly to the drill. The and symbol it, has to turn to substance. See, that's the other problem. The, the schools that are doing mat chats, it's like, we only talk about this for two minutes. Yeah, and, then we don't, and then we it's don't like, that's it. it. That's it. Ever yep. again. Yes. <laughs> the rest that's of the it. class. That's it. That's it. That's it. I did my two minutes or three yes. minutes. Like, game yes. over. Yes. Flip the page. I did the semantics. Next. Yes. You know, I, I did the motion. Yes. Right. And said, like, you did such a good job tying it in. Uh, I know one of the classes you talked about attention to detail. You started drill with attention to detail. Yes. And then it was a constant theme and reminder throughout the entire class. Yes. Or being a first time listener yes. was, was yes. for one of the oh, classes. Who was listening, my uh, I got notes Beloved. and notes and notes. Beloved. Yes. <laughs> um, but you're talking about being a first time listener. And, and I heard you reference it five, six, seven times throughout the rest of the class. And then. Me, uh, I wasn't actually in uniform on the mat. I was sitting off the yeah, side yes, taking yes. notes. So I was sort of going in between classes in the lobby because mm -hmm. I wanted, uh, and I was telling you this yesterday, I watched the parents' reaction to class to tell if it's a good class. So like there could be everything on the mat looking good, but if every parent is on their iPhone yes. and not paying attention, the class wasn't a good class yes, in my opinion. Yes. I want parents leaning forward. I want them nodding. Engaging. I want them pulling their phone out to record their kid. I want all of that happening. And not only did I see that happening, but I would see in the lobby, I go in and uh, mom's like, hey, uh, go get your shoes on. And the kid, the kid's like starts playing with his friend. He's like, hey, Sensei Johnny just talked about being a first time listener. Yes. And right away, they're taking it, using it in the lobby yes. from class. Yes. That does not happen if it's just a match chat. Yeah, absolutely. Because if that absolutely. parent's not paying attention for those two minutes. Absolutely. Uh, what benefit did my kid get absolutely. from today's class? But when it's a recurring theme throughout the class, then it's like, all right, it's absorbed. Yes. It's absorbed, and now yes. I can go use it. Yes. Yep. Your, your whole curriculum, whatever your life skill template is, your whole curriculum, whatever you're teaching, whether, whether it's integrity, discipline, perseverance, confidence, whatever, whatever, in your curriculum, those should, there should be lessons of all of those life skills yep. built into the drills. Yeah. You should know, you should be able to say when you're teaching the jab cross, how it refers to any one of those and keep hammering that in because that's where your symbols turn to substance. I think too, uh, and I used to do this and I've gotten better just recently at this where you create your class plan and you have all your drills to help them get where you need yes. to go. And then you like create your match hat separately and you sort of slide it in yes. the middle. Like, yes. and you're like, all right, yes. match hat, yes. rest of class, good. Where I, I think one of the things that, and I don't even know what triggered it, when we started redoing the curriculum, uh, I started with our upgrade program first because okay. they, yes. they were working on mental yes. toughness, right? Yes. And uh, mental toughness, our goal was literally just to like put these kids through hell 
in a controlled health. Yeah, 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 yes. And then get them out of it successfully by coaching them yes, up and yes. building up their mental yes, toughness sir. to get through That's it. That's how you build confidence. Yes. So one of the things that we did is, uh, like, once one, once in a while uh, for the match has, we'll reference, like, a quote or something. So we took mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali when he's like, yo, uh, he's, he didn't say yo, sorry. But uh, <laughs> he's talking about sit-ups, right? He goes, I don't start counting sit-ups until they start hurting. Yes. Because that's that's when it really counts. Yes. So we tied that into our class, and we talked to the kids about that. But then later in class, we're doing a drill, and we're like, hey, we're going to do a challenge, a two-minute challenge. Why don't you guys to throw round kicks as fast as you can for two minutes, and I want you to keep score of how many you get. So these kids are going hard for two minutes, like sweating. You can mm -hmm, tell they're pushing mm -hmm, through, mm -hmm. trying to get that number. Two minutes are done. I was like, oh, oh, man, that was crazy. Yes. And I was like, guys, just so you know, those that number doesn't count. I was like, because greatness doesn't come from being full of energy. It yes, comes from yes, after yes. we're already tired. Ali didn't start counting until he was already feeling it yes. in his abs. So we don't count that first round. Now that y'all are tired, we're going to start doing two minutes again. And now this is the real number yes, that counts. Yes. And at first, every kid's like, you, uh, you shouldn't be. Yes. <laughs> you could tell from their facial yes. expression. Every parent was like, yeah. hell yeah. How can a parent be mad at that when you connect the two? Yes. How yep. can, a parent will only be mad at that if you only connect. You either, you either making them do that with no life skill yep. or you giving a life skill with no substance. But it goes back to connecting, like thinking of the mat chat as the overall part of the the overall theme of the class, yes. and how do we tie it in yes. in these different areas yes. instead of the mat chat is that much yes. of class, Absolutely. right? And I, I think as an industry, we need to be better at that. And then I, I think on top of that is how are we getting the kids to tie it in when they're not at the school? Yes, because I used to get parents all the time that'd be like. Man, Johnny always listens. So good for you guys. How do I get him to listen like that at home? And I almost took that as an insult and not like mad at them, but it that my program wasn't good enough to get this kid to, get to do it home. outside the of the school. Be in the home. Yes. Yeah, it shouldn't just be where they just show up, they do well here, and they go home, and then they're yes, a terror at absolutely. home, right? So then it was like, well, how do we get this to work so they're actually doing it outside of school? So part of it was connecting with the students one on one more. When talking about those mm -hmm, things, mm -hmm. you you did awesome with that after class. I, I remember there's uh, uh, one of the kids you're talking to. You're like, "How you doing? listening at home?" And, yeah, and, and you ask him what level was he at? Yo, what type of son are you being at home? And the kid just looks at Johnny and just is like, "Like, I'll, I'll quiet." Yeah, yes, he's like, "If you had to rate yourself, one through five, he's like, how good of a son?" He's like, uh, three, 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 yes, three, sir." And the mother was standing right yeah, there. Yeah, and he's like. So I need you to be a five. I need you to be a five when it comes to listening at home. Yes. And it's, it's those conversations Absolutely. are what get remembered by the parents and the kids. And then I think what we're doing with Move is we're having challenges that they do at home mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. to reinforce the same theme that's going through class. Absolutely. So now it's not just the instructor being the one that is sort of in control of yes. that being implemented. Now they have a way to do it at home. So now with everything being themed in class, individual conversations happening they go home they're still showing ways to demonstrate whatever the life skill is at home now martial arts is ingrained in yes, their life it's, it's a lifestyle absolutely. for them not it's just a class they go to absolutely yep absolutely but to do all of that connect all that you gotta sit down with a pen and paper well you can't just wing it and exactly you cannot just Got wing it, it. You can, I, I, I'll appear, bro. No, no you, you see, right? So, you know, and that used to be me, right? I used to do, I'd be the guy, I have it all up here. I got these great drills, 
And then soon as I go to a, to a tournament, a seminar, and I got my staff running a the class, they couldn't read my mind. So what happened was when I'm not there, it became these are these are the kind of calls I would get or when I came back. When Sensei's coming back to teach class. Or it's right? Or it's uh, no one can teach as good as me mentality. Yeah, yes. Because I you aren't empowering them to teach as good as you. I am the unicorn, bro. Yep. I can listen, I have all this knowledge in my head. I can float. But I can't be the flight of steps because I, I don't train anymore. And I'm sweating cake because I got to go back to that. I can't be the flight of steps. Can't be the flight of steps, right? Right. If somebody smacked you in the head and ran, would you be able to catch him? Right. So sorry, just side note. Right. So, but all of it has to be intentional. Yes. That means you got to sit down, plan out the class plan, plan out the, the curriculum, show me what it leads to, connect the life skills to it. And then be intentional with intentional it. Intentional, yes, is the and be key intentional word. with it. Not uh, just well, I signed you up, and then that's it. Dude, my uh, my favorite quote is from a Disney movie that I use in life. Alice in Wonderland, the Cheshire Cat. Yes, you remember he's talking to Alice, and he goes, "If you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there." Mm. That's most of us mm. with our class. Powerful plans. statement, right? Yeah, we we don't know where we're going, so anything will do. Yes, instead yes. of. Sitting down and, and, and figuring out, like, what is the goal of a black belt in our school? Yes. Like, we, so you and I did a presentation for our mastermind. Yes. We put all these words up on the screen for, like, and they could choose words, from, what, 50 words? Yeah, maybe? 50 words. And we're like, hey, we want you guys to look at this and also think of some words on your own. Write down what do you guys want your black belts to embody? What do they look like? What do they feel like? Feel like? What kind of traits do they it's have? The DNA of a black right? belt. So, and I put this presentation before getting any of this feedback from them. Yes. And then when we clicked, a bunch of the, words on the screen turned red and they were words that no one said of what they wanted a black belt, but that gets incorporated into every class as the main focus. It was like, uh, I want them to be the best at memory. Knowledge was on there. Yes. Fun. Yes. Like, um, athletic, I believe was athletic in it. Well, athletic was one of the good ones, but okay. it was, um, I don't know. There, there was like a, a bunch of random ones. Uh, Stuntman. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want him to do flips. Yes, uh, yes. I want him to know the most. So all of those, no one said it. they wanted those as a quality for black belt. And then we challenged them. We said, now look at your curriculum. Does your curriculum reflect all the words you just wrote yes. down? Or does it reflect fun, memorization, getting them to know the most? And it, it really like... I've, uh, man, I've heard home, so many martial arts schools quote Bruce Lee and say, uh, oh, I'd rather fight the man. Yeah, who does a move 1,000 times, yeah, yeah. right? And it's like, bro, you, your people are getting like six, half a rep on a form. 36 reps a month. And like, <laughs> I, I only fear the, the man that's done uh, one, one move 1,000 times. times, right? It's like, you're teaching 87 moves in a form. Man, listen. Like, here's a good sign if you have too much curriculum. Watch a class and look at how often the kids look up at the ceiling or look down at the mm. floor because they're trying to remember something. Or walk away from it two weeks and can you jump right back in? Walk away from it from three uh, weeks and can you jump back into it? Yes. Can you can you not teach what's on the curriculum and say, you know what? We're gonna do hyper we're gonna do jujitsu with us next. We just gonna have a different experience for the next three weeks. And can you come right back to it and those kids get sharp? Can you can you have a tournament? A month before the belt test, get those kids competitive, get them kids competitive, make them competitive, and get them ready, and still have a belt test and not feel like you're cramming everything. Yeah, there's a, there's a reason at school that they're spelling words and not spelling paragraphs. Come on. Right? Come on. It's like, Come on. Te teach them the basics, yes. get them the basics, drill yes. those. 
Like a lot of you guys are trying to get your students to memorize paragraphs. Yes. Or like books. Yes. <laughs> in general. Teach them the letters. Yep. Then the letters make words. Words make sentences and sentences make paragraphs. And you're giving them all of this tornado kick and spinning back kick and eight like, it's, it's cool to throw that stuff in there for fun. Yes. But, but like, that's a requirement. Yeah. Right? Like, a yellow belt. How many how many of you guys have been in a self-defense situation where you're like, let me throw the spin hook kick. Come on. Let me throw the spin side Don't you even like, talk about self-defense. Let, let me tornado don't kick. Don't you talk. So you know you can't can you, throw wait, kicks can in self-defense. Can you tell this story about the conversation you had that you are telling me in the car yesterday? About the self-defense people? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this. I have. I, I don't. When I say self-defense for me is whatever it takes to get home. If here, that means running. Here, this is where the comments are going to come from. This, this story right here. Yeah. If it means running. Poking you in your eye, side kicking you, elbowing you, slapping you in your ear. I'm doing it. It's the most simple. Self defense is defending Absolute, yourself. Absolutely. It doesn't mean absolutely having to like put you in a pinky lock. People be think. People think for some reason, if it doesn't have a hip throw, some kind of choke or Bro, wrist someone lock tries to come it, at me, I pull guard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they think then that that's the only way that it, it could be self defense, right? So, someone asked me. <laughs> Another school owner, right? Yes. Yeah. In a slick manner, to me, it was slick. They, they were saying, um, well, you know, I see you guys, you jabbing and you crossing and stuff. So you, you would teach a woman to jab, cross against a man? I said, I wouldn't teach anybody. Or, or you get the, would you teach a kid to jab, cross against an adult? Yeah, yes, right? Same thing. So I'm, 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 I'm saying to them, I was like, anything that I'm doing is to create space to run, to get away, to call for help. Or if I'm in a situation, they buy me time. I said, that's what that's for. I said, but um, I said to him, I said, so let me, but, but I saw the shade a little bit. So oh, I yeah. said, let me ask you a question. Um, with all due respect, because he, he made it he made it about gender. He was like, you think a woman should be in the street? I said, what woman can be? Right after you? this, we're going to have the gender discussion. Just so right? I'm not sure. I said, <laughs> <laughs> so I said, <laughs> so, so I said, um, well, what woman could beat you? That's what I asked him. Yeah. He smirked. I said, so you don't think there's no woman in the world that could beat you? So then what are we talking about self-defense for then? If you're telling me that a woman can't beat you. With all the stuff that you're teaching stuff, her. With all the stuff that you're teaching her. Then what are we talking about yeah. right now? Right? I said, I, I, I said, then I asked him. Then I said this. I said, with all of this catching my hand and wrist locking me. What do two people who master self-defense look like if they get in a fight? Punching and kicking each other. <laughs> punching and kicking each other. They're not going to be, wait, let me wait for the, let me catch your wrist. Let me catch your, they're going to be punching and kicking each other. Do me other. a favor. Can you throw a single punch and just hold it there? Oh, hold it there and let me throw 89 moves. And it's I've only ever stand. practiced this Come while on, I've been explaining man. how to do it. <laughs> Come on. If you, could, if you could catch a hand. And put those locks and all that you're, stuff. You're on more it. likely to actually catch a hand. Like you, you catch gonna, a yeah, hand. you're gonna catch a hand. <laughs> yeah. If you could do all that, you should be a multi-millionaire fighter. I would be all day in, in the ring, like ha <laughs> 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 You're gonna look like one of them Shaw Brother movies, man. Five Deadly Venoms when two that's what and, and, and this is the madness that I talk about or I speak about when people when people talk about self-defense. I get bear hugs and grabs. I get when somebody literally grabs you. Grab both my wrists from behind, bro. Uh, See what listen, happens. Man. I, I think karate guys get so... They get so... So you're telling me... This is another question that I ask. Mike Tyson can't beat the majority of the people that we all know? <laughs> 
if we go, Mike Tyson is prime, cannot beat the majority of people that we all know. Mike yeah. Tyson. So you tell me, Mike Tyson, if you swing at me and I roll and I come back with my, that's not self defense. You punch at me and I, I mean, shift out the way. That's crazy. So there, there was a dude I started following that got uh, popular because he would he he had a, a boxing defense course he was selling and, in the street. Yeah, and he would go and give people boxing gloves. He'd be like, "It'll be a hundred dollars if you can punch." Yeah, me. he was and good. He, he was moving his head around. So the guy put together a knife defense course, and the way he discovered what works is he watched hundreds of hours of footage of actual knife attacks, mm -hmm. like what happened in real yes. life. And then he broke down the statistics for how often would they attack with this, a stab. See? And it was like 89% of the time, it was always more than one stab that happened. Yes. He, he also said 84% of the time was a right-handed attacker. So he's like, when I teach this stuff, he goes, most of the time where knife is in the right hand, it doesn't matter what, what side you're attacking with. Yeah, and everything was based off the data yes. that he got from those videos. Yes. Yes. And then he brought in uh, one of his instructors and uh, I don't think his instructor was versus his instructor was a jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I just he goes, I'm gonna give you this knife, and he goes, we're gonna try some stuff. And he goes, I want you to try, and no matter what, your goal is just to stab me. And they would start trying stuff that he had learned over time or learned from other yes. martial artists like Kempo, Hapkido, yeah, like yeah, all this yes. stuff. He's getting stabbed every freaking time. And then he broke down like what actually worked mm -hmm. with a, a partner that was trying to stab multiple times. Yes, that wasn't holding their hand yes, out there. Yes, wasn't being applied. That was, was actually like resisting. If like, you're trying to push my arm this way, I'm trying to go the other yes. way type of thing. And uh, the thing I loved about that is he took about 98% of what's being taught and just instantly threw it out based fat. on stats and data and actually doing the studying of what's going on and broke it down to, hey, if there's a forward attack, there's three moves. Like that, these are the three moves statistically that will have you the best chance of walking away. And he goes, what I mean by walking away is without getting stabbed. You're going to get cut. Yeah, he goes, yes, yes. Had, I don't know the percentage, but he's like, whatever percentage of times the person got cut yes. for this. Yes. And then he also broke down, he's like, uh, like 56% of the time they're wearing a, uh, long sleeves when they attack you because they're trying to cover up who they are. Yes, they don't yes, 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 so they're yes. in a hoodie or a coat or whatever. So he's like, we're going to we're gonna teach our students to use the sleeve after, after we get, get out of the way to gain control of what they're doing. And all of it was a reason behind it. It was all intentional. Yes, yes. Going back to talking about, like, are we teaching because it's what we were taught? Or are we teaching because it's valid, it's going to work? Like, I learned skills, like, two-man attack, where it's, like, one person's on each side. They're grabbing each wrist. And then you, like, side kick this person, front kick that person. Like, the craziest shit Absolutely. that would I know. never even be, like, if, if someone, like, grabbed on my wrist, I'd just be, like... What the fuck, guys? Like <laughs> sunk cost fallacy. Yes. Right? That's just, the martial art industry has one of the biggest problems with the sunk cost fallacy. We are committed to to an idea just because we spent so much time mm. doing it, we don't want to abandon it. I'll give you a perfect example of that. I was in the airport coming here. I was in this line that I was waiting for to get to get on the um you know, the, the TSA, the, the baggage, put my baggage through security. And there was another line that opened up that I could see, but I didn't want to leave that line because I spent 30, 45 minutes in this line. I'm like, if I leave this line and now I go to that line, and I was like, I'm going to that line. 
But in that moment, I was like, that's the sunk cost fallacy. When you put so much time, you don't want to feel your 20, 35, 40 years of martial arts was wasted. So you hold on to those same ideas to remain relevant, which is absolutely crazy. So similar to like pole jumping or pole vaulting like yes. in track and field, yes. everyone used to go over chest facing the bar. Back in the day. Got you. The first guy that started going over back first started smashing every single record that ever see? happened. How many pole jumpers you see going over the pole, chest facing the bar? Mm. Zero. Mm. Because they they all, even though they spent their entire career jumping over the pole that way, it didn't work. Something, something that else came back, that came around that was better and started whooping all of them. More efficient. So more you know, efficient. You know, yeah, yeah, because you know. And if they kept doing it the old way, they're just not placing. See, they, could, they could have been the number one person before that happened. And if they would have kept doing it the same way, they wouldn't be like top eight. Yes. See, but, the, but, but the, us, we're like, no, we've been doing the, it for too the, long. And the crazy thing about it is that then, then there's this justification of it. You call it traditional. And that means that's my right. You it's my right. You are disrespecting yes. tradition. And I could hold on to it. It's, it's my right. And that's and that's the problem. And I, and I ask this question: How many militaries you see going to war with with swords? Muskets, man. Listen, <laughs> I ask this question: If, and I'm going to ask this question all year long, if I told you, hey, I have us, let's go to Vegas, and the plane that I we're flying in is 60 years old. How many would y'all get in? How many of you would get in it? Not and and when I asked this question, everybody said I wouldn't get in. That's okay. Let's leave it. Hey, I got this brand new plane, 2023. But I haven't flown a plane in 60 years. How many would you get in it? And they both said no to to each. So why would you have a 60, 200 year old curriculum? Why would you jump into a 60-year-old or curriculum where a person hasn't trained in 20? Why would you, you do that? You don't understand the secret meaning that wasn't passed to the yeah, average the cousin. person. Yes. Oh, there's my phone over the here. third cousin. Oh. Right, I got I to gotta read. Under the waterfall. This guy's going to unfollow me instantly. Oh, I got to read this message live mm. on the podcast. So we made, a, we made a post about, or I made a post about like curriculum challenges that, that you commented on. This this is you gotta hear butterfly music when when they play this. In, this is a, a real message I got. Like your latest post on not high five factories and false identities. I would like to share the old way that hasn't been passed on publicly, if it be of interest to you to help with what you're proposing. And uh, this guy might be the nicest guy in the world. Did not get the point of the post, but he goes, "What is needed is a refinement of the old knowledge, but by one knowing the old." which doesn't happen out of reverence for the method and manner of teaching. The method of karate is full of flaw and gaps. I agree with that part. The old method of TI, I don't know what TI is, is not shared outside the circle of family. It's almost extinct. That should change. <laughs> the history is propaganda and politically twisted. I could maybe understand a little bit of that. It'd be easy to rebuild from the ground up. I agree with that. It goes, karate is about points, going from one point to another, adding more points over time. It, it's, it's an illusion. The illusion is a line, but Karate's line is full of gaps. Like knowing see, the orally passed on history helps one see the errors that occurred in Karate's development. Wait, I gotta, I gotta keep. Wait, I gotta, I gotta keep going. Though. 
TI is pure Okinawa insight. Uh, oh boy. It did not use all these karate kata and methods from China, Taiwan, Japan, Korea. It had its own version of martial arts. It used one kata. The only kata is naifuchin. I don't know how you say that. And it's not the techniques and the movements, the method and order of progression of instruction. That, you gotta say that doing it's this. It's not three kata or three combined. It's pure understanding. I would like, uh, without knowing those methods, one can't see the root drill or know the why and how to fully develop them. See? You see, you see, you see you think, how, we, how crazy that sounds? Put your kata against Conor McGregor. Come your on, man. Your kata's going to get KO'd. This is, this, is, this is the reality that will, and you know the crazy thing is? And a kata is a pattern. We, it's pattern. Every, every system mm. of fighting has a pattern. You just have to ask yourself, as you just said, what patterns are high percentage? See, because this is so, what we, this. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. I was going to say, watching you last night, teaching Bermuda Triangle, the footwork, the footwork. Yes. Kill. I'm watching, I go, this is a form. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a, or Absolutely. Like, combos are like form sections, Absolutely. essentially. Absolutely. Like, what do we, what is technically a form or a kata? It's a series of movements. Absolutely. So what's the difference between those movements being jab, cross, hook, cross, or down block, high block, reverse punch? Just one is more applicable and, and relevant to today than the other. Because you must grab the ground and sit in it and get rooted. And once you are rooted, you can then do gin from the chest. <laughs> what did we say yesterday? You, you said something about horse dances, and oh, I was like, man, our school insurance going to be like, man, fuck on. your horse dance. Yeah, you know, the, 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 again, I, I think that what we're saying is that all of this is, all of this is, <laughs> <laughs> We get in so much trouble. Every time we do a podcast, like everyone talks afterwards. (laughs) This should all lead you to something. And we're not just telling you um, throw away certain things that are are universal. But what we're telling you is that trim the fat, man. You don't have to have 75 katas and 200 self-defense moves and 300. Like some of us are doing it because our instructor showed us how to do it and that we just feel obligated. When I started trimming the fat from my curriculum that aligned with my ideas, I felt guilty. I felt like I was doing my instructors some disservice. My instructors, I felt like I was being unfair because they taught me that. and But they taught me what was in their era for their time, how they saw the fight. Right now, this back in the days, these boxers didn't have um, um, fitness coaches and, and um, what's the guys who make your meals for you? Oh, like nutritionists. The nutritionists. They, yep. they didn't have all these guys. Like the information. They didn't even have all the data yes. on like what their body is actually doing. Exactly. Like exactly. that alone. Exactly. That changes your whole workout routine, yep. right? So athletes are faster, bigger, stronger, quicker. And we act like in karate, we supposed to do it the same way all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you're bastardizing Shoddy. It didn't work for Ivan Drago. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, and, and, that's, and, and you know what? Let me just say this too. You know, as, a, as of course, there's exceptions to the rule. No grown man, when he walked into your school, generally, he did not think he was going to be grunting in foreign languages, sitting in deep stances. He did not come in there thinking that he was sitting in deep stances and grunting in foreign languages. That's a whole other subject of why are we even going there with the foreign languages, right? You're 35 and you're in a karate class. Man, man, you know, right, exactly. Eat the right. So, like, like, make your class appealing to those adults that come in there wanting to learn. They also don't want to be in a white karate game. Come, bro. Don't let me go there. No, I, I think we should. Oh, man. That, I, I think it's touching on the same thing, right? It's not adapting to current times. Absolutely. Like, 
I, I used to watch uh, both my, my parents' school and my brother's school, and this was like 90s, early 2000s. Women would come in to sign up for classes, and they get the white gi, and you could just see the look on their face thinking about having to wear white pants on the mat. And it, on the marketing side... White gi's against my religion. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, on the marketing side, we actually did tests, and we ran ads for adults, and they did horrible. And we're like, we, are, we know that adult leads are going to cost more than kids' leads, but let's figure out why we're not getting any results from these adult ads. All we did, we kept the same copy, went to the same landing Change page, everything. We took pictures of adults in uniforms, removed them, and we put pictures of adults in T-shirts training, and all of a sudden we started getting results. If that doesn't show you, like, it was literally like same poses and stuff Absolutely. too, man. I know what like, you the mean. only difference was white gi versus T-shirt training. And all of a sudden we started getting leads for adult program at a normal pace, at a normal cost per lead that we would expect. And that was like the first thing I was like, man, I don't want to wear white karate gi training. Like I'm an adult. I would rather be out there t-shirt and shorts or t-shirt and joggers or, or whatever, which you're going to see as, as we start to uh, document our rebrand and move. Yes, yes. Yeah, to move martial arts. We're, we're going to do a lot of things against the grain yeah, of this industry. Absolutely gonna do, you're going to shake some. We're going to have some old heads talking yeah, mad maybe, yeah, shit about yeah, us being a McDojo. But I guarantee you we're going to have some quality students. And, and we're pushing. You're already, you're already doing that now. We're, we're, we're pushing it into the future of where it needs to be. And like, if no one thinks martial arts is cool or, or if no one sees it as a benefit, there's not going to be a martial arts industry. So if we don't adapt and we don't innovate and we don't push it forward how does the industry ever get better how does the industry compete with fitness industry sports industry all of those things if we're never adapting we, we have a, a a client of ours that has a basketball franchise yes and one of the cool things about their basketball franchise is that they created tech in the ball so when the kids are practicing it's gathering data on how quickly they're going from one hand to the other it's grabbing data on how much contact time their hand is on the ball and there's all this innovation happening it fast. It yeah in basketball with the science the experience and then they take all that data and they build their their training and their practices from the information that they're, they're gathering from that data and talking to one of the marketing guys he goes it's funny he goes the older nba players that are like retired and, and things that we Pitch yeah, this yeah, yeah. to like that's just fancy extra like bells See, and whistles. Some course fallacy, right? Yeah, Chris Paul though is one of their biggest advocates. Like he he uses it in, in his camps or whatever, and uses that technology. And now there's NBA tons of NBA teams that all use that same technology for the for their superstars. But the reason that these guys are ahead and probably one of the only basketball franchises I've heard of is because they've innovated. Yes, they've developed. Yes, they're, they're, we're not shooting. Yes. He goes, we're not shooting balls into baskets anymore. Yes. He goes, you, yeah, yeah. You don't see like the old like weaving baskets yes. that, that yes. people are throwing. He goes, every aspect of the game has been innovated since its inception. And he goes, we're just taking it to the next level. And I almost feel like that's what we're doing with, with move martial yes. arts. It's like, we've seen the same thing in our industry for 30 years. And our industry hasn't really grown Absolutely. or gained any more market share in those 30 years. So if we're thinking about this as a whole... And, and I think everyone in the industry would agree that we want the industry to grow. We want it to be more popular. We want it to not be laughed at when compared to basketball, soccer, football, boxing, boxing MMA. MMA. Exactly. Yes. We would all agree on those things. But 
we're not willing to innovate, change, or do anything different to facilitate yes, that. Yes. And, and that's where the biggest problem and the holdback in our industry. And it's unfortunate. Like we have like some really good coaches and consultants in the industry, like guys like Dave Kovar, guys like yes, you. Yes, yes. Uh, it, like there it. are some really, really good people that are meshing innovation with some of the old stuff. Like Dave yes. Kovar taught me how to teach. I've been found like, on teaching stuff since I was like yes, eight, yes. nine years old. And it's been cool to have conversations with him because he's even talking about how they've changed certain things in those time and how they've, they've innovated in their organization. And I love seeing that, but we also have so many coaches and consultants in our industry that refuse to teach anything different because they haven't been in a school, owned a school, done anything to actually adapt in the last 10, 15, 20 years. Well, where, where you, where you stop at is where you get dated at. Right. Yeah. Right. So we, so, you know, I, I think that I'm a pretty good instructor. So I could just tell you this. When, when, when I started doing seminars again, I was out for three years, mm -hmm. right? Because of the COVID we, we couldn't travel. And I started doing seminars. Now I already know, especially, especially when it comes to points, like it's in my head. Like, it, yeah. like I got this thing down to a science, right? And when I was doing the seminars, I felt off. Like, just mm -hmm. the way I, my explanation of it, my, and then after like my second or third one and me getting in the groove of yep. it, you can't, you gotta be active with this. You gotta 100%. be active. I'm not saying that, you know, you don't have a right to spend time with your family, but you can't be so high in the closet you forget how to make fries. You gotta take the elevator sometime back mm -hmm. on the floor. When you wanna innovate and you wanna create changes, you have, or you should do it from the floor, from the eyes of a student. Agreed. Step back outside of your CEO position, look at the eyes of a parent, look at the eyes and the feeling of a student. You can't have those eyes and those feelings if you're not training no more. When somebody else is holding the path, but you going, hey, since you keep dropping your right hand, hey, you gotta roll more, you gotta step more. You need that. You still you still need to be pushed. And that's the, that's the problem with the industry that we have become the guys who haven't flown the plane in 60 years. Right? We have the that's that's who we have become. And we just think it's all the same. That doesn't matter. But would you get on a plane with a guy who has not flown do, for 60 years? Do you feel like a big part of why our industry is in that state is because there's so much value attached to belt rank oh, in our industry. I, 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 see, here we go. This is the one thing I think what makes jiu-jitsu so successful to me is because it's a show me, don't tell me. Yes. You can't get away with talking about the like, bunkai. Everyone respects the jiu-jitsu yes, black belt. Yes, yes, yes. You can't, you can't get like away with like taekwondo black belts, like yes. everyone knows uh, they're sort yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, And, and guys, yeah, I'm yeah. coming from a taekwondo yeah, background, absolutely. right? absolutely. But it's, everyone just... Like, yeah, you hear yeah, taekwondo yeah. black belt, you're like, well, you how are they five? That. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> that, that's take take one goes. They have yes. the, they, those, those negative things, And we're not right? saying that's that's uh, actual fact, but that's yeah. that's the mindset when yes, people hear that. absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 it goes back to... But this but this is the thing. The idea of it is bad. Like It's almost like, as a karate school... You don't even want to say you're a karate school because it's looked upon as we're going to see well, those, those deep stances and the industry, the industry doesn't want to change because what happens? And for you to change and innovate, that means you have to get more information. Well, I think our industry just needs to do better of using their eyes to judge. Like as far as how about instead of like what degree they are and like there's, you know, there's organizations that 
they just put who are the highest ranking belts are in charge of everything, whether they're good at it or yes, not. Yes, yes. But like, yes. how about you actually look at the product on the floor of of that eighth degree black belt? How about you actually look at how their business is doing as well? Like, there's one organization I can think of that I'm not. I won't say it, but they have a business board, and every single person on their business board, and in my terms of what should be a successful business, none of them have a successful business but they're all high ranking black belts. So they all got put on the business board because of their rank. Dude, a fifth degree black belt doesn't make me good at business. A a fifth degree black belt doesn't make me good at marketing. A fifth degree black belt doesn't make me a good instructor. Absolutely. It just means you're great at attendance. Yes. That's all it means. It means that whatever I attended the longest. Yes. I attended the longest. Or paid the most money. That's that's all. That's all it means. Yeah. Right. And and I gave you enough chicken dinners. When I say chicken dinners, meaning they give these world championship, you know, hall of fame awards to each other. We all sit at the table for $99 to pat each other on the back about how long we, but but this, 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 your, your titles and your, degree of black belt don't mean shit don't mean in the shit. real world don't mean like, shit. it doesn't it mean really anything don't. it doesn't like and i'm not trying to minimize whatever hard work you went through to get that like you're a seventh degree yeah i'm a fifth degree how often we actually talk i didn't even know you were a seventh degree until i heard a kid ask you what degree you were Absolutely. this weekend just like Absolutely. most people don't know i'm a fifth degree black belt because it doesn't mean shit it doesn't like if i'm in if if my business isn't performing i can't go to the landlord and be like hey listen i'm a fifth degree black belt like just like it'll yeah. it'll come around. It'll fix itself. I can't go to the bank and get a loan Absolutely. on my fifth degree black belt. Absolutely. And but. and the, and the reality is, and the reality is, fifth degree, seventh degree, and what? And what? Because because and dead people learn, martial arts, <laughs> right? Right. You learn. You unlearn. Yeah. I'm still me and you. Yesterday was in a Muay Thai class, right? That today I was, I was down what, in the middle. What belt was our coach? We don't even know what belt. I ain't even yeah. asked that. We didn't give a fuck. He doesn't even good, do fucking belts. Right. We just knew that the dude had <laughs> information to share with yes. us. Right. We knew how it made us feel. We knew he was in there kicking and punching and moving. No, no one's asking the USC fighters what belt they Come are. Come on, man. And nobody, what belt is Floyd Mayweather? The, the only belt that ever gets acknowledged in any UFC or it's MMA. A championship belt. Yes. That's it. That's it. And, and You can and, be a, a blue belt in jiu-jitsu, a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. You got a championship belt. That's that, 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 listen, you could be a purple button to just open up a school. And I'm not telling you guys to put all your trophies and belts up on display in your schools, guys. Uh, no, we're not, <laughs> so we're, not, we're not doing that either. I don't even have any of those. So Travis, as you know, is not from this industry. And it, and it was, I, I like died because of something that you and I would probably say. Yes. That he said one time, but he, he was just trying to get an understanding of the industry. Yes. And he's like, I might be wrong on this, but he's like, I feel like the schools that have the most trophies in their schools are the shittiest schools I've ever walked into. Johnny and I say that all the time. All the time, man. It's it's you know, it's it's look at what I look what I used to do instead of what I'm doing right yes. now. It, yeah. We get we get yesterday points doesn't win today's game, right? Mm. And and you gotta constantly evolve, constantly train, constantly upgrade. And we like you said, we have come to the point where those things are no longer requirements yeah. in education. Because this is education. You are no longer required to study. You can sit yep. back on your high horse, float in the sky, and say, I don't have to because I got the seven stitches of silk in my belt that gives me seven bars, and that's good enough for you. That's your, the madness of our industry. Your first place trophy doesn't mean you know how to teach martial arts. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't, know, absolutely doesn't not. mean you know how to recreate that same Absol- talent absolutely. level for your students either. Absolutely. Because you and I both know many champions that can't, 
reproduce what I, they did. Man, listen. And how many times do we see even like NFL, NBA players that go and become a coach? coach it's absolutely, absolutely. And you, uh, it, you know me. I'm, I'm Michael. I live, breathe, die. Michael Jordan. LeBron, bro. Okay. Yeah, does that yeah, make yeah. him? Does that make him a good owner? Abs- absolutely. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Yeah. A- a- absolutely. Where the, not. What the Charlotte Hornets do in the last like ten years? Come on. Well, you, you, you. you and yes, they're still an NBA team, by the way. And, 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 and what's unfortunate is that the reality is this: New Orleans Hornets, old right. men for war, old people for war, young people. Excuse me, old people for counsel, young people for war. What does that mean? It's our job to input our, give them a brain transplant into a younger body, into a younger mind, mm. so they can do things faster and better and evolve what we give what we gave them. But we don't want to do that. It's all about the grandmaster. It's all about who's the man. It's all about the Han Chi and the Kiyoshi. That's what it's all about. We are your young people. And and you know what? I speak to a lot of guys, younger people. Also, how, how young people relate to those damn titles? Man, listen, they, listen. They are prisoners in these organizations. You know how many young people I speak to, and they go, "I want to go that route, but my affiliation mm. won't let me." We've experienced a lot of that. Oh, a lot of this. The back, the back door, kind the text messages I get, the inboxes, Jody. I want to do exactly what y'all, but my organization, my mm. affiliation. Won't allow me. My instructor. You know what's crazy, bro? How can you... Let's go with the rank. I know a few people who are third, fourth, fifths. How, what is the use and the value of your fifth don if you can't even make decisions? That's like me telling you, you the man of the house. You the father of this house. And you can't even tell your sons what to do. What's the use? What the fuck is the use of you giving me a seventh don if everything I do, I got to look at you and go... Can, can I? I? Can I? What, what, then what is the use Leave of your leadership? Yes. What is the use of the leadership of your rank then? If I got to keep coming to you to ask you what color. So I have a couple of affiliation schools, right? Guys who affiliate with me. And they ask me. One of them asked me, what color you want me to paint the school? I said, the school, my school is white, gray, red, and black. Because I like those colors. Paint the fucking school whatever color you like it. Don't ask me that shit. I said, this is what I told him. I said, you a grown man. I believe that grown men should be able to make the decisions that they want aesthetically. I'm going to give you the curriculum from my standpoint. You already a black belt. You eat the meat spit out the bones. There's a rant I want to go on right now. but It's It's crazy how the the control that they want to have. Yeah. You gotta let people have their own ideas so they can flourish. The, if I if I if I got one my idea and you got one idea, Adam, we got two ideas. Yeah. But if you only thinking like me and I'm only thinking like you, Adam, what the fuck we doing? The best is um I'm gonna try and not drop names of organizations or people when I say this. Okay. But at a, a school owner messaged me, he was like, Hey, I wanna rebrand my school for whatever reason. So it's like I I know you just went through a rebrand. He goes, what color should I do? All this stuff. And I go, we did just go through a rebrand. But I go, I hired a branding agency for a lot of money because they're experts at branding. Yes. And I am not. And I helped them to lead me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So they asked me all the right questions. They dug into the story, my mission, my purpose, yes. all that stuff. And he goes, well, so-and-so, who is another consultant in the industry, told me that, that I should only use these two colors because anything else means that uh, parents won't see it as healthy or they won't see it as something that's good for their kids. And I go, what's the logo that that dude uses? What's his, what's, what's their branding? And he's like a ninja. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you're taking branding advice from a guy with a, a, a ninja logo. 
Uh, and, See? And I'm not talking about skills, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is, but this but, is the bull, man. But I was like, why are we listening to people on this topic for... Why, why are you going to this person for branding advice when they have no branding experience? They're not a branding expert, and they're, they're good at something else. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. But what is, where is the data to show that they're good at that? Could, could I have told you what colors to do? I could have, but I would have been guessing because I'm not an expert at branding. So I don't teach that. So instead, yes. I sought out the expert that has was able to show me their portfolio of successful brands that they've rebranded and launched and all these things. Yes. And I found the right person. I didn't just go to someone in our industry because they're good at something else and listen to them on all things, right? Like uh, our industry is is so bad at seeing someone good at one thing. And, and then, then you get the answers to everything yeah. else. And the, the problem is that that person usually acts like they have the answers to everything else as well. Like, you know how many of our clients ask me for inv investing advice? Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I, I'm told I can tell you, no, not even Travis, because <laughs> Travis won't give investing advice really either. Um, I, I'll, I'll say, I can tell you what investments I've made, Yes, but I go, I can't give you advice on what to invest in because I have other people I go to to you get advice yes. on what's best for what I want my future to look gotcha. like. And you, what your future looks like may be different than what I want my future to look like. So even if you take the same advice I'm getting, it may get the same result. Yeah, it doesn't mean that it's yes. going to get the result you yes. want. Yes. So it's, it's hey, finding the right expert to go to for that thing and not just seeing, I don't even want people to see me as the end all, be all, all for Absolutely. business stuff. Because there's even Absolutely. business stuff that I rely on Travis for. Or yes. I go yes. to Jonathan yes. or Kelly yes. or whatever. Yes. And I, I think we just need to do a better job in our industry of being self-aware as leaders of our school, organizations, companies, whatever, that, hey, we are good at one thing usually, but we also have to make sure that we're humble enough to say, hey, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not the person to ask for this. You should go to this. My style isn't the best. Like, you know how many guys will ask me, they'll be like, yo, like, jujitsu, like, what would you do in this situation and stuff? And I'm like, hey, man, that's a great question. Dude, I'm a white belt in jujitsu. Uh, I don't I'm, know. I was like, that's a great question to ask someone else, but that's not my expertise. My goal is to not get there. But what's the pillar though, right? What's what's the so so you say you say that, right? And you're saying that to an industry who says humility. This is again, it's on the wall. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? This is again another symbol. It's not substance. Mm. You're not really believing it. You say symbol, but so I'm a brown bum jiu-jitsu, right? When I went there, my first school was Matt Severus School. I don't, I don't even know if Matt even remembers this. So I'm in the school and I'm in there for about three days. He says to me one day, Jody. I'm like, yes, sir. I'm leaving. He says, why you didn't tell me? I said, tell you what? He said, why you didn't tell me you was a really good point fighter? Why you didn't tell me you was good in karate like that? I said, I'm in a jiu-jitsu school. One has nothing to do with the other, and I didn't want to come in here as Jody. I just yep. want to be one of the guys. See, if we do that enough, this is like why you have Chris and Kelly and yourself and Jonathan and Bryce and Travis. And I may be the curriculum, but man, I feel when they say stuff, it's all connected. Like, yes. listen, this is a car. This is a machine. I'm just going to just say hi, but that well, yeah, he could be the engine. The car doesn't go any place without the tires. <laughs> okay, so now we got the engine and the tire. The car doesn't go anywhere without that little steering wheel. Okay, you got the steering wheel. It goes nowhere without the radiator. It won't go long. 
we all, we, none of us are everything. And if we take that approach into our business, our mindset, then our curriculum should always be changing. Your curriculum should never be done. It should be something that always changes every year, two or three years. It should always be evolving. Even with that mentality, you will be better at hiring the right people. Oh, of course. Because what happens is non-self-aware people keep hiring either themselves yes. or friends. Yes. Or people that yes. they want to be friends with. Because yes. they'll go to the interview process and be like, oh, I can see myself yes. hanging out with him. Yes. Or I, I can see myself spending a lot of time yes. with this person. And that's their conditioning for hiring. And that, that was me for a long-ass time when I wasn't self-aware. I'd hire my friend. I'd hire the person I like because I like them yes, and, and overlook yes. other things. And over time, like as I become more self-aware, I also become more aware of my weaknesses. Yes. And if I if I wasn't able to do that, it would just be me running the mastermind. We wouldn't have any other coaches because I'd be like, oh, I can do curriculum. Yeah, yeah I, I can, can do, do numbers. This. I can do I that. Can do yes, yes, yes. And it's a big reason why it led to us hiring Kelly as Absolutely. the COO. It's She's like I know that I am not the people person. Like I'm, yeah, you know your strengths. Oh yeah, I'm the strategy, right? I'm the vision, the yes, marketing yes, guy, yes, like yes, that part. Yes, but yes. people, it's one of my biggest weaknesses yes. as a leader. Yes, and I know Kelly's biggest strength, people. people. And I was like, she's, she's gonna be the perfect fit for us because she does the things well that I don't want to do, do well. and that I that I'm not good at. Now imagine applying that. You applied it off the mat, now applying it on the mm -hmm. mat, right? Right. So, so the, the 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 crazy thing is this, I. I've been in therapy for about two years, right? I started therapy about two years. I think it's a beautiful thing. And this was my mentality. I go to business seminars. I go to striking and fighting combat seminars. I need to go to a me seminar. Yeah. Right? That's how I was like, well, you know what I'm doing? No, it was not the crisis. So let me. And then, and, then, and then it would bring up past traumas of my life, right? As a kid. It's just things... And I started going to therapy once a week, once a week. And I, after my year, now they call me like to go. Now I go like once a month just because I just like the experience. I don't have to go. I'm kind of healed. Whatever. But but the thing about it is, you know, you know what the Very best thing about therapy one, is? <laughs> you, know the, you, know, you know what the best thing about therapy is? What it really prepares you for? It prepares you for the motherfuckers that don't want to take therapy. Mm. That's what therapy prepares you hurt for. Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. yeah. Like when you get two people that have therapy, it's different. It's a different kind yeah. of attention. But when prepare, therapy prepares you for the motherfucker that don't want to take therapy and it allows you to see their holes because you can self-correct faster. Doesn't mean you're perfect, but it allows you to go, I fucked that right there. I was a little selfish right there. I was a little wrong. And when you make you better, Everything that you put yourself in becomes better. Yes. When you make you better, your dojo get better, your business get better, your relationship get better. The way you view things, whatever you put yourself into, whatever it is, will become better. Because everywhere you go, you take yourself. When you write your curriculum, you write yourself into it, your views, your values. So if you want more, you got to be more. And that's what it comes with that empty open mind of yeah. humility that we just show on the wall and you a liar because you want to do you want to be the guy who hasn't flown the plane for 60 years drop the damn mic down. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think when we're thinking about this too we talked about it yesterday is like most people don't have business problems they have personal problems yes. that go into their business yes. and affect yes. what's happening in the yes. business it affects how you treat your staff yes, all of those yes, things sir. right and it trickles down so if you're not working on yourself and 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 actually Besides working yourself, but being vulnerable yes. about working yes. on yourself. Yes, yes. I, I feel like my team on, on the martial arts side, some of the the biggest lessons they've learned has been me sharing my failures with them. Yes, right. And like when yes. I've made big mistakes. Yes. And like yes. If, if they make a mistake with something, instead of just like 
shitting on him and getting down on him. I'm like, I've been hey, man, I did I did that same shit when I was your age. And this, this is what I learned. I'm telling you right now, like, you can avoid continuously making that same mistake over again because I didn't learn from it the first time that it happened. And you can have those conversations with people. And then for us, it's, it's also being humble enough to ask for help yes. for the things that we're not experts at. Like, on the curriculum side, I tried doing, redoing the curriculum once on my own with the help of someone else. Yes. It got better, but it didn't produce the results I was looking for. And I could have redone it myself yeah. and tried it that way, but it's I just knew it wasn't my superpower. And honestly, I hate writing curriculum. Like yes. It's my least, it's a necessity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. But writing class plans, I, I, it's just not fun for me. Yes. Like, if you love writing class plans, good I'm for not you. A, I'm not a class man, but it's, it's a, it naturally comes like, to I love life. thinking of drills, and I yeah, love thinking yeah, of that yeah, stuff. Yes. But sitting down and actually writing, yeah, systemizing it. I got to, like, motivate myself to sit down and do that. I have, yes. to, I have a conversation with myself. Be like, all right, we got to do this now type of thing. <laughs> Um, but I went to you because you are the expert on that. And I know that it was a shortcut to helping me get to where yeah, I need absolutely. to be. And the same thing is true with other areas of our life. Like, um, one of my clients reached out and he's like, Hey, I'm doing coaching with you guys. But he's like, I'm just curious, what mentors do you have in your life besides just like a business coach? Like who, who's helping me with the other things. And at the, at the time I had what I call the man coach at a man coach that was his sole purpose was helping me be a better parent and a better partner. And that's all it was focused yes, on. Yes, yes, yes. And it's not even the fact that at this time I felt like I was a bad husband or a bad dad or anything. I just knew that I'm so business focused that sometimes I don't make the other stuff a priority. And then I get guilty when I was with my family instead of working because I wasn't working on the business. Yeah, yeah, yes. And if I was with the business, I'd be guilt. I'd feel guilty of not being with my family. And that affects everything that you do. A hundred percent. Like it, it was never, it was never a lot li- aligned. Yeah. Yes. And it was, it got us on track for doing our, our weekly date nights. And he goes, uh, he goes, Adam, you have to make rules for yourself at home. He goes, you got core values of your business. I go, yeah. He's like, what are your personal core values? And I was like, shit. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't have any. I've never thought to do that. He's like, we well, got to sit, sit down and write out your personal core values and then, create your family core values so like in that process it was like when i would get home from work my, my kids like hey let's play and i'm like i'm tired yeah. well, i'm too tired yeah, man yeah, you we'll do it we'll do it this weekend yes yes so one of the things we, we developed and, and this was keith yaki that really helped to, to do this he's like he goes i don't allow myself to say i'm too tired ever it's my family it again? so he goes i never allow myself to say i'm too okay, tired okay, okay, okay. to my kids or my wife yes he goes it's non-negotiable those words are not allowed to come out of my mouth when I'm home and he goes, I don't care what I went through earlier in the day. When I get home, if it's daddy, will you play with me? It's never, I'm too tired. If it's, Hey hon, will you help me take the trash out or do the dishes? It's never, I'm too tired. And just the little things like that called me out on the shit I wasn't doing at home and helped me to be a better parent, to be a better partner. But it was being humble enough to ask for the help and, and to invest money and paying someone that would allow you to give for their expertise. Yes, yes, yes. That's like money buys time. Yeah, like uh, when I signed up with him, it was eight grand out of the gate. Eight grand for coaching. But I would have uh, taught you how to be a man for $16.99. <laughs> but I saw it as an investment in an area that I could be better at. No, yeah, and, absolutely. And, and absolutely. I think going back to the, the ego, it's getting rid of that ego removing a rank attachment to your ego, yes, yes, re- yes, removing I've done yes, this for so many years yes. to your ego and just putting it, uh, putting it aside completely to be like, what's the real version of you? Like, what are your actual strengths? What are the weaknesses? And then what are the lies that you're telling yourself or the stories that you're making up 
to, to try and hide those weaknesses. Yes. And yes. I, I tell you, if you guys sit, go home and you, you just do a line down the middle of the paper and left side and you just say, Hey, I'm going to be brutally honest with myself. You write down all your strengths and the right side, you write down every weakness you have. You will cry. It will hurt. But the clarity you will have afterwards for self healing, self aware yes, leader, yes. self aware leader, and that that's that goes back to what you just said is that when I said I don't talk about karate with my daughter at home, I'm not. I yeah. said I'm her dad. I said yeah. I, I. So I could just say this and this, and I could say this for a lot of young instructors, in particular, um, and a lot of competitors. When I was in my, when I was in my competitive days. Even a little after that, I'm still a beast, you know. Right now, I want to stop. Let me put my ego right now. I'm still a beast, right? So, so um, when I was in that stage, I remember at the end of class. Let's say class is eight thirty, nine o'clock. I'm still there eleven o'clock at night, yep. and I'm t helping you with your spar. Hey, no, cut your foot right there. Eight, throw the fake. No, 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 come back, come back. No, no, let's fix it. Let's do some more rounds, right? And I'm getting home eleven o'clock every night. I'm getting home 11 o'clock at night. And I don't remember tucking my kids into bed often. I don't, I don't remember that. Right? So one of the things, one of the, one of the, a young man asked me, he said, can you give me some advice as a, as a young man who's a school owner, who's married? I said, let me tell you something. When the, when the hours of the business closes, go home to your family. Because the energy that I spent helping people get ready for tournaments or about to, just the extra that I spent in the school was the extra energy that I was supposed to have for my family that I didn't. Yep. It was it was yep. the energy I had for a competitor that once that competitor was done competing, he never even said thank you. He never sent me a text message. Matter of fact, their asses probably left and never said, you know what, Jody? Thank you for the hours that you spent with us. Our young single, because see, let me say this, and this don't mean you don't make fighters, right? But fighters are the worst students to have. They take the most time. They pay you the latest. They all they they counters always because they in the you think they in the gym five six seven days a week because they love it. They don't have a fucking life. They don't have a job. That's why they in your school that, that much that time, right? So it took me a long time as a grown man and just, just as a dad and as an instructor to say, when you are done. Go home to your family, man. Spend that time. Stop spending that, that extra extra weekends that you gave up. Run around to all these events. And I'm not saying don't make no time where you lose. Yeah. I right? Think, I think the, the problem I had was I was giving my family the leftovers and not the main course. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. It, it, for me, I'm... That shit was poetic how you said that. Yeah. You said that. Said that I'm really around, nice. I'm hanging around to you too much. Sexy how you said that. But Bro, drop the damn mic. <laughs> All right, bring it back. That was nice right there. Bro. I like that right there. Yeah, and, and for me, I'm, I'm a very time-blocked planning person. So, like, everything goes on my calendar. Yes. And my mentor at the time was like, why isn't your family on your calendar? Mm. He's like, you're giving them leftovers. And I was like... Mm. <laughs> Never look at it that way, though, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like... So date night on the calendar, like dinner on the calendar. Mm, you you and intentional. It, and the other the other thing that that fucking that fucking hit me hard is he's like, how, in the last thirty days, how many times have you been home for dinner? And I was like, I don't want to say this podcast is taking a yeah, turn, but it's not. <laughs> literally, is like Sundays and Saturdays, and that was it. 
But so. this is this is this is great conversation yes. because it's all connected, man. Yeah. So he's like, you're missing eighty percent of the conversations you could be having with your kids. And I was like, ah, oh. this motherfucking dropping mics. And and all through that too, it was about being a better communicator with my wife as well. Yes. So that way, it's not feeling guilty if you have to miss dinner, but it's about. Being proactive and yes, saying, yes, yes. hey, I, have this, I yes. have this in on this day. I wish I could be at home with you and the kids for dinner, but I'm not going to be able to do it this day. And then also making sure that uh, we don't go back to the mentality, and this is for, for the men out there, of we're the provider. You should be doing all this shit at home. Like, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I had that mindset because I was around the wrong people for too long. Yes. That well, were just like, it was just like, Adam, you make the money. She's stay. Yeah, why, yeah, yeah. why should you have to do dishes? Why should mm-hmm. you have to do anything? Everything should be perfect for yes. you when you get home. That's the most selfish fucking mindset to have because partner is 50, 50. Yes. And, and no, no, when no, I, when no, I think, no. Well, well, hold on. When I think of a business partner, okay. Cause I always think bi- like business. Yeah, terms, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, one of my favorite things that I learned from Perry Belcher was the best way to split a nickel with your partner is they get three cents. You get two. You always split a nickel and they get three, you get two. Should be the same thing in your marriage. Where it's like, if, if this is a, a partnership. Yes, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. I should be giving them three cents and just expecting two cents back. And once that happened, like I le- our relationship got so much better as soon as I started being a, a better partner at home. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, I didn't go home with the mentality of like dishes and sink. Oh, that's, that's Crystal's job. Yeah, yeah, like, yes, yes. But I had that for so long. Yes. Whereas now it's like, no, we're in this together. Like, Mom doesn't raise the kids alone. This is something that like both of us are doing yes, together. Yes. And it, it was, again, just changing the mindset, adapting it, and, and learning to be self-aware and learning to take all the shit I didn't want to hear about me as a dad and as, as a parent. Yeah, yes, yes. You removed that. Yeah, well, I, I took the feedback yeah, without yeah, yes, ego. Said, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And, and, I, and that's just hard to hear, man. It's the Valentine. Yeah, that's that's hard this to hear. This the Valentine's Day I love pod. To, to this, this, this <laughs> right here is the Valentine. Somebody play some show to see. This the Valentine's <laughs> Day. No, but 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 the partnership thing goes back to it's a hundred a hundred. When I say that, I mean that sometimes I'm eighty, sometimes yeah. you twenty, sometimes I'm you seventy. I'm 30, but long as we get the 100 done. And it's not always going to be me. It's not always going to be you. But that's the same thing in your school. You remember what Tim Grover said at the summit? No. Which one? The guy against the... Yeah, yeah. Jordan's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes, if you have a scale, and both sides are even, what does the scale read? Zero. Zero. He goes, there's always going to be a push. Absolutely. Absolutely. Otherwise, there's no results that happen because everything's just status quo across the whole time. And absolutely, and I I think that's so true with your marriage. And just going back to what you just said, it's like, yeah, sometimes they're picking up more of the slack here, and then and, other and times it, we're doing it here. And but that's your that, but that's the curriculum, right? That's yeah. the curriculum. That's the instructor because there's some instructors. I told I had a meeting staff meeting. I said when it is an instructor at this, you know, he has a class, and you're not feeling your best, give the ball to him. Yeah, man, listen, man. I'm Day. My energy's not well for whatever reason. You got to be like LeBron Give in the fourth the quarter. Like just it's, pass the right. ball. Pass it's the ball not someone else. always going to be you. Pass the ball, man. I was, and, and that's how because the group wins. It's not. Yeah. It's not always going to be. I said, you know, when when if I'm not there, I used to get to Salah when Sensei teaching, and I had a meeting with them. I said, you think I, you would think that that would stroke my ego? It means y'all not doing what y'all are supposed to do. To so when I leave here, make them not miss me. Mm. Make them go. Damn, Sensei is teaching his seminar seminar tour in Paris, but we killing it. 
I get text messages from my from my parents. Sensei, they smashing it right now. I'm like, yeah. Sensei, Coach Starves to Shane. Kip, they smashing it That's right now. That's how it now. should be. That's how it should be. How many championships? I'm just a bonus now. How many championships did Jordan win when he was just a scorer? Come on, man. Listen, you got to yeah. pass the ball. Yep. You got you to share power. But and then I think on top of that, you have to empower them to feel confident when they're leading. Like, Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that we train our team on is like um, – we, we team teach classes for the most part. Mm -hmm. So like uh, if I'm on the mat on Tuesdays with them, training them, I'll do a section, Gabe will do section, Rudy will do yeah, one. Yeah, we yeah, we yeah, all do yeah, it. Yes. But when I'm passing it up to Gabe, I'm talking to the class and I'm pre-framing Gabe. And I said, guys, next we're working round kicks. You, you know, it's one of the most powerful round kicks. Coach Gabe has a round kick that will cause earthquakes. So you guys are going to learn it from one of the best people in the entire state. Hype each other up. Yeah. And, I'm building him up. So now when I'm handing it off to Gabe, not only does Gabe go teach him with a hell of a lot of confidence because I just built him up in front of the whole class, the entire class knows that they don't need to be learning from me yes, all the time. Yes, yes, yes. And then yes. when Gabe hands it off yes. to Coach Sahara, he's doing the same thing. Yes, he's building, yes, he's building it up. So they know it doesn't always have absolutely. to be Coach Gabe. At 100%, absolutely. Like, you know, like, like you just said, you know what's funny? On, on the staff meetings I had, I said, this is what I need y'all to do. Give me the five best hype men in hip hop. I said, come back to me. And they and I said, and I want y'all to pick your number one. And the number one name they kept coming up was Spliff Star, Buster Rhymes guy that's always uh, with him. I said, that's how y'all gotta be with each other in class. When when Buster said he finishes his sentences. So if he said, Okay, guys, we gotta be strong. Guys, you heard what coach said we gotta be strong. Y'all gotta be hype men, hype women for one another. But I think that this ultimately comes back to even though we went to relationships, we went here, we went to curriculum is that once you have a certain mindset, your whole life yes, improves. hundred percent. And that's the mindset that creates the curriculum. That's the mindset that helps your relationships grow. That's the mindset that you train your staff with. Once you become better, everything you put yourself into becomes better. I, I think it's part of getting there is being more curiosity focused. Like you have to be yes. super curious where you're asking questions. You're yes. always looking for opportunities to learn or what you can learn from each individual. Like there's been shit my kids have taught me sometimes where they'll of just course. like, they'll say some stuff and I'm like, did my stuff, you know, just like school be on something right, Absolutely. right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lessons all around. Yeah. Us. And, and parents at the school that have no ranks will say some shit sometimes. And I'm like, Oh, that was good feedback. That, that, I needed to hear that. You know, my mother said this to me one day and this is what I live by. It took me a long time. And I tell my staff this too. She said to me, if something has one ounce of truth, they could tell you 99 things full of shit. If it got one ounce of truth, you deal with the one ounce of truth of it 100%. Yes. yes. The one, so. You don't just throw away everything. You don't throw everything because oh, they didn't. But they, if they give you, see, people like to talk through the, through the lens of their wounds, mm. right? Whatever disappointment that you have, you know, I'm going to say this. I'm going to be vulnerable right now. When I have my divorce, right, um, and I'm in court, and I'm hearing stuff about me, and I'm just like, and I said to the judge, I remember saying to the judge, I said, they asked me, like, was I going to say something bad about my children's mother, right? Could have said some stuff, right? She could have said some stuff about me. And I said, we've been together for 24 years. This, is a, this chapter has 24 chapters, I'm not going to make it seem like my issue with her is the book. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I just want equal time with my children, which I won. But the, but the bottom line, I wasn't going there to slander nobody because I realized 
that's not the whole, all my experiences are not bad experiences with yeah. you. So I'm not going to come in here and make the one chapter that I got the whole book. And I, I think that those are the things that have allowed me to fix things in my school because it allows me to be vulnerable and ask myself, where's the bullshit? What are you holding on to? Right? And I think that, again, it goes back to that mindset of you saying that mind of self-awareness that you have to be of that to get to this point that what we're talking about right and now. I, I think, too, like even being able to take advice from people you don't like. Yes. Like I've had some assholes yes. say some mean shit to me. Yes. And then I walk away and I'm just like... Is that true? Was that actually true? Was that valid? Yes. And then I'm like self-analyzing at the end of the night. I'm yes. like, maybe that part of what they said, is, that person that is not isolated. That person can be an asshole and still say something say, truthful. truthful. Absolutely. Like just Absolutely. because they're an asshole doesn't Absolutely. mean that everything, everything comes out of their mouth is, is bullshit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's being able to step back from it and just remove emotions and be like... Well, me, me and Adam had some issues. Well, he didn't have no issues. I, I told them about we, I was we, feeling about something. And when I told them... He you said, "You know what, Johnny? Tell a story, if you want." I I don't even remember the whole story, but I but which, I, which time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because it was more than one time. But I said, I said, I said, and I only can speak from my perspective. You know, women do this too. I said, as a man, I feel like I, I don't, I'm not going to do the passive aggressive thing. If I got an issue with something, I'm going to say it to you. I said, I said, this is how I feel about something that was done and wasn't done. And he listened, and he said. You know, you a real friend. Because he could have, see, you could have debated me mm. on not trying to be wrong. You listened and you said, you said, as a friend, I appreciated that because another person would have just kept that to herself. Yeah. And he said, and I really appreciate that. And I could see your point of view, Jody. And you gave me your point of view about something. And I was like, I could see your point of view. And, and, and we get to this point. But that was a real, but again, that's again what I say that. When you have a conversation with somebody who has the mindset of yourself, it makes it easier. Well, I don't have to feel like I'm, I have to fight to prove if I'm right and, or wrong with you. And that's why I surround myself with people like you and Kelly and Travis and, and like that, our entire group is because that all, the, all of you guys are transparent. And we all different. You're all, all very yes. different. They don't have my swag, but I don't have certain things. That, but I, no, they don't have my but swag. But you guys are all <laughs> transparent in the fact that I know that if – there's ever something you don't agree with that I'm doing. You're oh, you know what I'm saying? Something. Yeah, yeah. Kelly's done it. Travis yes. has done it. Like, all of them at, at different points in my life have, like, called me out on some shit. Am I calling you out on the curriculum? What the yeah, fuck yeah. is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> but they've all called me out on some shit where I'm just like, thank you. Because I, I was like, to me, that that shows that you're an ally. Yes. When you're willing just to speak the truth to someone. Because, it, to me, I feel like it shows that you respect that person enough to be honest yes, with them sir. because you want to see improvement in them. You want to see yes, them sir. succeed. And uh, I think we need way more transparency and vulnerability in this industry yes. for us to get yes. to the yes. next place. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love the way you brought that all back in. Uh, You're getting good. I'm, I'm, I'm getting You're getting good. Getting still- <laughs> first, first podcast. Yes, sir. In yes, here. Sir. We're getting yes, it. Sir. Um, Jody, man, as always, man, this is this a beautiful journey of our life together at this you, stage, you man. A hell of a lot more of us together. Yeah, you know, you want me to do your, you want me to help you with your curriculum? Send a check. <laughs> 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 but man, this is this is uh, man, it's just great to be here for the first time, man. To be the first guy to set the other one off, and man, look at the growth though. He was in the Ooh. car, bro. You I, wasn't I even can't even afford a microphone. It was crazy, podcast, and, <laughs> and this table and this mics cost so much money. I don't even want to talk about it right now, but it's crazy, right? Yeah, I don't even know the lighting and the what's there. And all these cameras is is a beautiful thing, man. And I'm I want to say. 
publicly, I'm super proud of where you at. Um, I appreciate your that, leadership, man. man. There's no envy or jealousy. There's no hidden agenda. I'm sincerely, and I told you that sincerely. Even before you even asked me to be the coach, I was like, yo, I'm sincere with you when I tell you. This is turning to the Valentine's Day podcast. Okay, the Valentine's <laughs> Day podcast, man. On the love zone with Jotty Jai, 12 o'clock midnight. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm playing for you the Adams playlist. You're appreciated. Cue the Marvin Gaye music. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great one, my yeah, guy. You, yes, sir. You. yes, sir. Yes, All sir. Right, catch us for more episodes. We got video. We got audio on the podcast now. We got new guests coming in. And we're pretty much going to be flying people in now to do everything in-house so you guys get the full video feel of these conversations. Yes, sir. It's a great time. Cue the music. We're unstoppable to the top. We about to go. That CEO, I need to know the impact. We about to grow. Competition, comical. Straight A1, we on the road. Money focused for the goal. Tell them what they need to yeah, know. Yeah, we unstoppable in these days.